2: Guardians, thank you so much. It is Friday night. The Destiny Show podcast is live. We are back with an amazing group of Guardians. Tonight on The Destiny Show, we returned with an amazing group of guests and a special guest co host. Tonight, we welcome Tara, who is an amazing Guardian in our community. And we're so excited to share her Destiny community journey here tonight. Hey guys. She is Guardians Mental Health Ambassador, content creator, cosplayer. And what are you meaning in Destiny these days,
4: Tara? A warlock. A which is warlock. funny because I was a hunter all throughout D1. And okay. then, like, I was convinced when, when we lost Cade, I put my hunter in mourning. I'm like, it's. That was a sad time. I I did pull her back out to play some PvP like a week ago. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I'm I'm loyal to Warlocks, but my Hunter is fun just to do.
2: I can very much respect that. You know, I'm actually (laughs) a Hunter. I'm a Hunter main at heart. But, you know, Warlock has been my go-to over the last, I'd say, couple years at least. Yeah. I I tend to play Warlock uh, the most these days.
4: I feel like especially like because mostly I used to be heavier into PvP now uh, throughout Destiny 2 I've really been heavier into raids so I've always felt like the warlock was more helpful you know like whenever I'd be like what should I bring because I always I always maintained all three characters so it's like the warlock was what they always told me to bring to raids so I just kind of.
2: That's what I, right, they what they tell me to bring warlock because I'm just such trash this game that it's like just you know put a wall down. Just do go go yeah. put a wall down, we'll be good. We got this. So that's been my my motto in Destiny. And we are so excited because not only do we have Tara on the show tonight, we also welcome a returning legend on the Destiny show. He is our senior community manager, previous guest on the show. And our special guest co-host, Titan Main, Guardians Mental Health Ambassador and Destiny Community Badass. He is the one and only Cold Death. How are you, my friend? What's up? I'm so good. Great. I'm, that's awesome. That is awesome. I'm so excited we get to hang out together once again on this awesome evening. So many cool things happening in the world of Destiny 2. Guardians, we are four days away from the big showcase. I can't believe it. I'm excited. I hope y'all you're excited. So close. So close. So close. It's so
4: far I'm like, away. I'm, I'm like jumping out of my seat at the Monte Carlo stuff. I'm sorry, but I freaking love Monte Carlo. Yeah. God. <laughs> I just had to say it. <laughs> I was people that like dad things
5: with that thing. So that's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: I saw that and I just like my jaw dropped. and I'm like, "Oh my god, they actually did it!" Yeah,
5: Red Death <laughs> they, Spirit, wave next.
1: <laughs> they let me go stabby stab with Monte Carlo. That's gonna be pretty exciting. Not
2: gonna lie, we're we're gonna definitely have fun with that. And Guardians, we're we don't have a whole lot more to learn. We we have a little bit of time left before we learn about everything that's happening with. Destiny 2, the final shape, and season 22 is coming up right around the corner. Not much time left for more sleeps. And, Guardians, tonight we are back live on Twitch. We're going to dive into the latest news from Bungie. We got a big post state of the game update from the one and only Joe Blackburn. We're going to talk about the Bungie weekly update, aka this week in Destiny, and so much more. But, Guardians, first. We're going to invite Tara on the hot seat for our discussion with the Guardians. Tara, I hope you're ready.
4: I'm so ready.
2: We're ready, too. So, Tara, first question that we have for you. We ask every Guardian this question. And how did you get started in Destiny?
4: Uh, now it's funny. Cause, um, my, bro- my little brother, uh, he's about five years younger than me. Um, he was in destiny. He was, he played D one alpha, all that. And he would, I remember him being so extremely excited about destiny. And I was like, eh, it seems like a lot, like from what I knew about destiny, I had gotten into destiny, uh, destiny one day one. Um, but I was kind of wishy-washy on it until they introduced sparrow racing And then I was hooked and I never put anything else down. And I think it was you guys that I had actually responded to because 2014, I believe that's the year D1 came out. The year before that, I had gotten out of the military. And at the same time I was getting out of the military, I became pregnant with my son. So, like, I was learning how to be a parent. I was learning how to transition back to civilian life. So Destiny 1, especially, like, once I got hooked on sparrow racing, like, that was just such an outlet. Like, I cannot put into words what an impact the game made on my life, because it, it was a stressful time. I was learning how to relive in society as a civilian while taking care of my son, and I was completely by myself. <laughs> so it was, it was a learning experience, and I remember there was days that I was just like, I can't wait to get home and get on the game, and it's still like that. <laughs> but, um, it's funny, because now my son, now in Destiny 2, um, my son... He plays he's old enough to play now so yeah we're getting close to 10 years i guess man
2: (laughs) it is a decade of just craziness so many wild things happened within that time span i mean it's crazy to like play with people and, and some guardians reminisce on being in Elementary school, and it's like wow, man, like everybody grew up so much in that time, so many things happened, and it's so crazy to see that we are still here in this game and that the game is still alive, whether it be D1 or D2. When I feel like a lot of games, you know, they have an expiration, there's a point where, especially with a live service game, things come to an end, and destiny just keeps on going, keeps on. Building their community, and I feel like the excitement is bigger than ever for Destiny to the final shape. We're going to learn much more on Tuesday, August twenty second. I'm so so excited. So Tara, I'm I'm curious. Yes. How did you get into cosplay?
4: Um, I always loved it. Um, like loved watching people cosplay. Um. And then I, I did it myself for a stream, the first cosplay stream, I think it was a Princess Peach uh, cosplay. And it was weird because I actually felt more confident when I was in cosplay than I did when I wasn't. Like, I, um, I'm definitely one of those people that uh, I don't know if it ties in because I was attacked by a dog when I was a kid and I had to have plastic surgery on the right side of my face. So I've always been like kind of shy and uh, I noticed that when I'm in cosplay, I'm not really worried about anything aside from playing the role that I'm supposed to be playing. So it's, I love it.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that you had that encounter with a, with a dog. Um, That must've been really scary to (laughs) go through. And um I hope, I hope you're okay. Uh, oh, yeah.
4: It was when I was seven. So now, almost oh my 30 goodness. years later, I'm totally fine. <laughs>
2: so, like, so like, Needless to say, you're probably not a dog person at this point, right?
4: I, oddly enough, I am. Um, it was a situation where the dog was really old and I was being an annoying kid. <laughs> so it was one of those things. Like I wasn't like completely mauled or anything like that. But like I said, I did have to get plastic surgery on my face. And it's barely noticeable at my age now. But for some reason, I i don't know if everybody does this that has some sort of scar or anything on their face. Like, I feel like it stands out like a sore thumb. And and usually when I tell people about it, they're like, I would have never known. <laughs> so, yeah, it's one of those things.
2: You know, so when I was a kid, I i had like a, an incident where I fell down and there was like a gash on side of my eyebrow and they had to like stitch it up and i remember that was a pretty pretty rough uh time Mm -hmm. i didn't need plastic surgery but there was a scar for a good part of my life i think as you get older obviously you know it fades away and you don't really get that but um that was definitely an experience that i can relate to not from being bit by a dog but um my dog my dog bit me a couple times he didn't mean to he was excited you know, he was thinking. Yeah. Oh, I got some chicken. You know, you got some chicken in your hand. And he's like, "Oh, I, I want this. I want that chicken." And he did. But uh, <laughs> luckily, it's just my hand. You know, he's he's chill. He's good. I'm I'm lucky with my dog. He doesn't really bite anybody. He just barks. Shadow Price knows, right? Shadow Price. He he barks.
5: Oh yeah. He oh, says yeah, hello.
2: He says hello. Really, it's really, <laughs> it's really communication to you know Overport. let it everybody knows. know I'm out here. <laughs>
4: yeah my I have a golden retriever now, and she's like that. Like she thinks she's a mini golden retriever. So she thinks she's Aww. like really tough. And I literally got her to turn into a service dog. So I'm like, sit down with your best, like calm down.
5: <laughs> Love golden. My, my kids have a golden, and he's just the best boy ever,
4: yeah, I, I named her Leia um after, oh, nice. Leia. but she is she's an amazing dog. She's so smart. Um, just not when you have food in your hand. Yeah. Because then she'll sit there and she'll like give you her eyes. Like she's not, she's not, you know, like pushy about it or anything, but she'll just sit there and look at you with this look on her face. And then you're like, damn it. And you give her a piece of your burger. So,
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, My lab's the same way.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's my my dog is also very much a beggar. Whenever there's food, he just like gives me that stare, like, okay. When are you going to feed me? When are you going to give me some? And it's funny because like he begs a little bit with me, but I feel like with other people, he's really notorious about begging because I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Cause like I usually, you know, I keep in, I give him food every time. <laughs> so I would think he would be, you know, yeah. accustomed to me giving him food and he would just be like, yeah, I know. I know this is happening. So we're going to, we're going to make this happen with the food. and." he's great though really great dog he's a little chihuahua but he thinks he's oh, a,
4: okay
2: he thinks he's a boxer though so he, he thinks he's <laughs> much bigger than he yeah. really is but you know that's normally how it goes with big with little dogs Chihu-
4: chihuahuas think they're tough man my he is he is really tough so
1: <laughs> see that's that's my my yorkie and my lab they have like switched roles so my yorkie thinks she's a big badass and my lab <laughs> thinks she's a little lap dog.
4: That's yeah. how. So my mom had a pit bull that like weighed probably as much as I did, and he he thought he was a lap dog, and it'd be ridiculous because he's like trying to get comfortable on your lap, and he's like <laughs> bigger than your lap, and it's like, well, come on,
3: <laughs> not
1: gonna work.
3: Yeah. No, dogs dogs are so great. I'm I'm so happy I have my dog.
2: And speaking of dogs, you know, in, in Lightfall they, they brought they brought Archie back. Back in the tower. They did. Heck yeah. You know, I, I wish they did more with Archie, where, you know, maybe add something, maybe some secret Easter egg thing and maybe some kind of a puzzle. I mean they they,
4: they could have done a little bit more. Maybe in the I, final think, shape. I always thought it would be cool if Destiny added some sort of like we have pets in Warcraft and stuff like that would be cool yes. if they did something like that in, in Destiny but then again I would be happy if they just said we're bringing back Sparrow racing but I know I've been on that bandwagon for a really long I, time
1: <laughs> I have been on that bandwagon since it went away
2: yeah oh man spare racing that's a that's a really touchy subject for me because i mean i loved spare racing yeah i think that was like the most unique game mode ever and and why did you get rid of it bungie please
4: (laughs) i think if they announced that they were bringing back spare racing everybody would forget about all the wrongdoings in the community (laughs) they would just be like what There would be no yep. quorums anywhere. Yep. <laughs> Nobody would even remember PvP because memorizing would be bad. We, we would
1: we would have total peace within Destiny.
4: Yeah, but the thing is, though, Joe has been in Destiny. Joe Blackburn has been in Destiny. Like he's done amazing things since Destiny One, and I, I don't know. I've just kind of I'm at a point where I'm like, dude, I'm going to take your word for it because I really do. I know it's hard to, I was even watching, I think Fallout did a react video to um, Joe addressing the community's concerns and it was someone in, came in the stream and they said, don't believe anything the devs say. Like I, I don't know. I had to cringe at that one. Cause I, I still have a lot of faith and. And Joe really didn't have to do that at all. He left himself wide open to all kinds of trolls in the Destiny community and everything else. And you guys probably also know it can be pretty bad sometimes. And he, you know, kind of laid it out on the table. And it was kind of like, just trust me, guys. (laughs) And, and, And that's all I really needed to know. I still have faith in Destiny. But then again, I've always been the type of person that when Destiny feels like it's getting stale for me, that's why I have Game Pass. Like, like I'll try yep. out. I even went back to Destiny 1. Granted, <laughs> I've had, I remembered immediately that we couldn't mantle in Destiny 1, and I hit the ground so many times. We won't talk about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever, but everybody's like, man, we really had it better in Destiny 1. And I'm like, what are you talking no. about? <laughs> like, like, it was a great game, yeah. But, and I'm also going to be honest, the community kind of felt different back then. Like, there wasn't all this, it, I don't know if it's because maybe at this point Bungie kind of set expectations for people and now they're really kind of taking it for granted maybe. I, I'm not exactly sure. I um, think
5: it was also just how, how the state vanilla D2 was in when it, you know, yeah. we lost random rolls. We didn't yeah. have bounties anymore. Like mm-hmm. 6v6 was gone from the Crucible. We had yeah. trial 9. Like there was just so many... Like things that we felt like we had regressed on in yeah. Destiny 2. And then it all came to a head in Curse of Osiris. And then, you know, they had to, you know, make some changes from there. Yeah.
4: That was actually the first time I took a little bit of an extended break from Destiny. I can't even I mean, remember what I was playing. We but played then the I division. Went, We the, played. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so we, we, played, we literally played the division for like three days. Yeah. We, in we, we were in the tunnel. <laughs> we were we were in some tunnel doing some farming oh or something. Yeah, it was and like a- within within literally a half a day, we went from level zero to level a hundred. I don't even know what happened. It was kind of a blur, yeah. but uh, it was fun while it lasted. But after a few days, you know, I realized mm, this is not jump. I couldn't jump.
5: I could. That jump. was like yeah. I was like okay, this is lame
2: this isn't it this is not the weapons don't feel special like that and i just yeah i mean it was a fun game like i think the art design was really cool it was really nice to be in new york city
4: i I don't know just me but um like my favorite like veg out activity in destiny was uh strikes like i would just run strike playlists and then they added the battleground stuff and i was like i don't like the battleground stuff (laughs) i don't know if it's just me but i like just vibing out on strikes I know the strike, I go right through it. And then I feel like I don't have that same relaxing time. The
5: D1 strikes, though, yeah. were so good. Like, yeah. I love D1 strikes. Um, and PoE, for me. I, PoE, Prison of Elders, I felt mm-hmm. like was another veg-out activity yeah. that you could enjoy and everything, too.
4: I didn't even think of that. Yeah. No. Now, i got to ask, Tara,
2: did you, well, first, what is your favorite strike in
3: Destiny?
4: destiny 2 it actually used to be uh the zol strike um but that one isn't in the game anymore um so now man if i had to pick a favorite i will have to think about that one that's a hard question i answer <laughs> favorite raids last that's wish okay. last wish is my favorite raid that will always be But now i don't one. really have a favorite strike anymore but I do like, I, I saw that uh, Jay said Gambit is my relaxing fun. I am also <laughs> that psychopath. I love Gambit. I've always <laughs> loved Gambit. <Yeah. laughs>
2: you know, I was a little disappointed that Joe did not really talk about Gambit. I was really hoping he would say something. Even like tell us, you know, Gambit, you know, it's going to take a little sabbatical. Something. I thought he said
4: something about it, like clashing my information he didn't together. i, I watched it show so
2: like five six times and i was like gambit when
4: <laughs> didn't they say at some point that they're bringing back the dreaming city map yeah
5: next yeah, season that's next season yeah yeah that's next week yep
4: yeah okay mm. well, that makes me feel better is it though. next week or is it next
2: season like as in the season after it 22nd is next season. <laughs> okay well that's good so gambit yeah. guardians you have something mm. to look forward to that's that's good well, there's there's
4: something, right? Abathian's <laughs> song was good too. I forgot that, was, that was a thing. good strike. Yeah.
5: You know what? I would like them to bring the Wretched Eye strike into like D too. I liked that strike from D one, even though that which one know, was, was the one
4: with the ogre chain to the floor.
5: That's the one. Oh, the ogre chain to the floor. Um, is that with the SIVA guy who had his like eyeball too? Yeah. And everything? Yeah, that's the one. The Wretched Eye.
4: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that one was good.
2: You know which which other one I wish they brought back? Remember the Bond Brothers, the Shield Brothers?
4: Oh, Oh, yeah. The brothers are
2: here. Take him out. Fogoth. (laughs) Oh, man, Fogoth. Yeah, that was a really good one. Fogoth was the uh,
4: other
2: one. That was kind of my introduction to Destiny Pain, Fogoth, because I remember many moons ago, me and Shadow Price, we had an experience when, when we used to play Fogoth, and that was like the first strike that we did. It took like two and a half hours. Because we were just all green weapons.
5: Green weapons. Green (laughs) weapons. Yep.
4: My introduction to Pain was King's Fall and D1 on a Hunter. (laughs) God, that was terrible. I remember the first time I did King's Fall, I was getting so sweaty and so upset at that jumping puzzle that I had to take my headset off. I was like, nobody talked to me for a minute. (laughs) And now, of course, I can nail it. But back then, no.
3: Yeah. yeah, it was fun
2: times. Yeah, I think I think for me, my my challenge in life was the jumping puzzles. Any any time we had to do jumping puzzles, whether it'd yeah. in the vault of glass when you have to go through the the jump to get down to the second encounter, or King's Fall when you had to go through the the ships. Oh my god, yeah, it took me like thirty minutes to get through it. It was like the whole raid. And uh, <laughs> it was a rough time, but I, I, I learned, I learned, I, I took time. So we did get better. Although I will say pain to this point, Spire of Stars.
1: I'm glad it's gone. Please don't bring it back. Thank you. <laughs> Yelp. Agree with all the, that, that str or that raid was like the most bugged out thing. Every single time you tried running it.
5: The boss fight was kind of cool, though. I kind of liked like the um, like the boss fight. It was it was it was it was interesting, even though it was the mechanics were cool. Yeah, I liked
4: fire more than I liked Eater or Worlds. Me too. I I like fire.
3: Yeah, yeah.
4: I felt like there was a lot I could screw up in Eater or Worlds. (laughs) Like like there was a lot of I could just walk right off the map.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think uh Eater of Worlds was a fun fun mini raid. I especially enjoyed that that boss fight. I
2: think that was really unique raid boss. Yeah. I, I think they did a really
5: fun job with it. I like Scourge, the Scourge boss fight. That was that was that was pretty fun.
4: Scourge was good. I liked Scourge a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the few raids I got. I that's uh, It dropped Anarchy, and I think I got it on either my first or second run. That yeah, was I got really it on my second run,
5: and people yeah. were so salty, and it took probably like 50 runs to get Anarchy.
4: <laughs> yeah. We're
5: not and talk I still love that
4: weapon. That. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I, I use Anarchy still. I mean, they, they, they went through some nerfs and, you know, some changes, but still, I think it's a viable option even today in yeah. the game, so definitely a good time there so tara i'm curious i know that you are a guardians mental health ambassador and we'd love to learn more about how you work with guardians mental health and the importance of their work for you
4: um i've always felt like a close connection because guardians mental health has not only helped myself when i was having a hard time with things but they've helped a lot of my friends in the destiny community and they they genuinely care about what they do like if you ever have the opportunity uh to meet joe or anyone else with guardians mental health like they genuinely care about what they're doing like they 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 they're just great at it they're good dudes and um i have actually worked with other uh military organizations um because I was in the army and it was kind of like I felt like I was supposed to be, you know, closer with the military organizations I guess, but the more I shared mm-hmm. my story and what I've gone through in the military and even afterwards, um people felt like they couldn't really share their trauma with me because mine was from the military and they felt uh, almost like their their trauma didn't matter as much and I'm like no no that's not how this works trauma is trauma um, so I, I wanted to kind of make sure I affiliated myself with an organization that was overall mental health because like I said, trauma is trauma. We could all talk about it together. Just because I have a different brand of it doesn't mean, you know, that it makes it heavier than yours to hold.
5: That's so um, true. I was yeah. also in me myself. So nice. I know exactly what mean. What was your MOS?
4: Thirty one Bravo. Oh, what's that? Military police. Oh, nice. <laughs>
5: 51 meal. What's that? Interior electrician.
4: Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So now you were one of the smart people that took something that you could do on the outside world, too. You see, yeah, like, water treatment engineer, specialist, and you're like, why? We are we the
5: only engineer unit on post. Everybody else was artillery yeah. and, like, you know, basically combat, like, and everything. And we were the only engineer unit on yeah. post.
4: Actually, mm-hmm. I think uh, the engineers trained in Fort Lenderwood, where I did, too.
5: That's where I did my basic.
4: Yeah, that's AIG. where I went to basic as well. That's funny. Small world. <laughs>
0: <Awesome>. <laughs> and then I got
4: stuck there for my first duty station. So they were just like really driving yeah. that knife in there. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I didn't mind it though. We had a Burger King on post. It was cool. Yeah, we had the, bur- <laughs> I loved the Burger It was a Burger a King burger. Church's chicken. It was
5: a church's <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. <laughs> commissary was right over yeah. there. And then the yes. church is like inside the PX, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like inside the building of where the PX
3: was. Wow. That's a That's small awesome. world. That's it's funny. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And were you guys in
2: around the same time, or is that too much of a coincidence?
4: I was in 07 in 2013.
5: Okay. Oh, I was earlier. I got in in ninety eight and got out in oh two. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh man. A little older <laughs> but uh just a little bit just a little yeah well, that's funny uh,
3: yeah for a letter I will week. say
2: thank you thank you both for your service appreciate you all for all you do
3: and all the thank sacrifice you. you made for our country absolutely
4: I'd do it again if my if my legs worked right <laughs> yeah my back <laughs> and my neck my my knees and my back yeah
2: mm-hmm. Now was it was it a military related injury or was it just you know
4: life just wear it tear just getting old yeah
1: <laughs> okay
4: i think well, i uh, think if you're a veteran the knees are the first to go either the knees yeah that's, that's
1: that's kind of the consensus i've heard
5: yeah 80
3: it's from pound, carrying a or... rucksack
5: your back in combat mm-hmm. boots for 20 miles yeah that'll definitely do it's <laughs> do a
1: number on you Goodbye, knees. Yeah. Oh, you wanted your knees later? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think I would last
4: in the military. And then the VA is like, prove it's service connected. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, what? Not- oh my God. All right. <laughs> I didn't have bad knees when I was 16 years old.
3: <laughs> yep. So right about that. So I'm curious as an army vet, I bet you both had some
2: cool opportunities to do some traveling. Were there any really interesting places that you both had a chance to visit during your time
3: in military? Uh,
4: I actually talked a little bit about this at TwitchCon. Um, So when the war, you know, when I, when I had first enlisted, obviously there was a war going on, but most of my friends got sent to the Middle East, me being a military police officer, I got sent to Guantanamo Bay. Um, (laughs) So that Mm. was just straight up not a good time. Um, (laughs) But it did, uh, it gave me a lot of life experience. But unfortunately, with that life experience, and having the majority of my friends, especially the ones that I had trained with, um, going to the Middle East, there was a certain kind of guilt that came with that. And it was like, all my friends are going into the Middle East. And one of my close friends had ended up passing away um, the year after we enlisted on his first deployment. And I was in Cuba, and I found out through a mutual friend and it's just it's those kind of things like yeah uh i got good life experience and i kind of got to see um things that not a lot of people get to see but um i wonder how my life would have turned it out had i gone to the middle east instead but definitely take some things with you throughout your entire life that you learn when you serve in the military
5: Yeah, absolutely. I also had a lot of friends that went over too. I mean, I got out before the conflict occurred. I got out yeah. in 2002, and then things started going off in 2003, basically. Yeah. Um, so, and I was supposed to go to Kazakhstan, and I was supposed to go to Qatar, and the orders got rescinded both times. So the only place I really went to was Louisiana to do like some, you know, work for the U.S. Marshals, building in. Yeah. Rappel Tower and a shoe house for the US Marshals,
4: that basically. Still sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah, it was it was it was it was good. It was pretty fun. Um, but yeah, then I got out and went went to school, basically. From there, went to college.
4: I was actually in college. Um, I, I started going to college for media arts and animation at the Art Institute of Tampa, um, and then like halfway through my first year in college. I remember there was just like all this dysfunction, and I, I had that pressure of, okay, I'm out of high school now, I'm in college. Am I making the right decisions? And then I was like, I I said screw it, and I enlisted halfway through my first year of college. I was mm-hmm. like, I'll go back, <laughs> I'll go back to college, and I think everybody the says same that. exact thing. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, obviously I enlisted. Um, and then it's funny because I just now like I kind of lost my desire to work on the animation side of things in the art. I enjoyed that as a hobby. I don't want to make it my job because I feel like I'll ruin it for myself. So now mm. that's why I got into like what I'm doing now, which is I'm learning like programming um, to be a game developer. And honestly, I, it, it really isn't bad. It's just a lot of knowledge. <laughs> like it's just, there's a lot to learn when it comes to programming, especially like depending on what you want to do in the long run. But uh, I'm glad I finally got got back to it because I have my little one and I, I'm kind of like my thought process was if I don't do what I really want to do and what's in my heart, I'll never do it. And I have to set this example for him because I don't want him to think, well, my mom didn't do what she wanted to do. She just worked every day and she wasn't happy. So I'm like, no, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be at 36 years old. I'm going to do this.
3: <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: You know, you know, you know what they say. You know, when you work doing something you really love, it it feels like you never work a day in your life because you're you never you never wake up miserable. You always feel yeah. like you're serving a greater purpose and doing something that
3: you enjoy. Right. So, I'm um, I'm curious. You mentioned that you were studying programming. What aspect
2: of programming are you studying at the moment? And like, what do you hope to? accomplish after your studies as a game developer
4: um right now i'm i'm mostly focusing on c sharp and developing in unity um and i'm like just getting into the very basics of it i think i had like 10 classes so far that was this dude just talking about what we're going to be doing (laughs) so it's one of those things and i kid you not the instructor for this course sounds like ben stein (laughs) if anybody knows what i'm Uh, talking about yeah so it was one of those things like, <clears throat> I'm lucky I can play these these back because he has one of those voices that you just forces you to zone out. <laughs> but now right now I'm doing the C Sharp and Unity stuff. And eventually, um, I, I, we actually talked a little bit about ADHD earlier. I actually want to work on, on kind of um, the user interface stuff. Because there are some games that I've noticed I can play, like Destiny, it's all smooth. Like I want to work on what's more visually appealing to the gamer and things like that. Things that kind of help and accessibility. I would love to be a part of that as well.
3: That's really awesome. And now, is there a company that you would most want to work for?
4: Uh, so there were Bungie employees at GCX and, um, it's so funny because some of them I had met before at past GCXs. And then, uh, I know the producer of Bungie was there. He's a great dude. He's also, um, the producer for the Bungie foundation. Um, he was there and I kept messing with all of them, just introducing myself as their future colleague while it would be the dream to one day work at Bungie. I hope so. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I definitely didn't put all my eggs in the bungee basket. Um, so I'm kind of just, right now I'm, I'm actually applying to like QA and, and play tester kind of roles. So that, um, because I, I really wouldn't want to do programming until I checked out like the, the, the QA aspect of it. Because they're technically the guys that break the code that you, you know, like they find the bugs, they find where you mess up. So I feel like I would have a total and full understanding of programming if I got to see that side of game development first, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I I think uh,
6: think
2: working with Bungie would be really cool. Just working on a game that you're so passionate about. Although I do wonder if there comes a point when it's no longer fun because it's your job Right, because like you working on it in one game for such a long time and spending so much of your effort, do you ever lose that fun and the excitement? And I wouldn't
3: want to lose that because as a Destiny fan, I feel like something special, you know.
4: Right. Um, I there are a few Bungie employees that have played with my clan, and um, uh, one of them is is Hop she's uh i think she's an activity designer now and she is the most amazing pvp player you will ever see in your life like it's just i i don't ever want to find myself on the opposite team so i think a good chunk of them still enjoy the game but i'm sure they switch it up like joe joe blackburn the one that that just put the video out and everything and answered the questions for the community i'm pretty sure he's still a hardcore player um which is why they have a good understanding of what we want.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, you know, Bungie is one of those companies where, from a community perspective, they're so well in tune with just not only supporting the community, but really understanding what the community wants and needs and our expectations. Although, you know, they may not always deliver on that at the time that we want. However. I feel like of all the games that I've played, there isn't any other game where the community was so engaged with
3: their players as the right. Bungie team has been.
4: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think uh, I've tried to get involved. Like like I have a friend and she plays Overwatch and and it's just not the same in other communities. Like, yeah, the Destiny community has really toxic players and things like that but when then when events like GCX roll around they genuinely feel like family reunions and i just i haven't as much as i've ventured out and played other games i haven't found another community that kind of feels like the destiny community which is why i will always go back to destiny destiny's home <laughs> that's my home game i'll always go back to it but um
3: absolutely
2: and now you mentioned GCX and we just had a GCX not too long ago, earlier this month. And I'd love to learn more about your experience GCX. Was it the first time that you attended or have you been to GCX prior?
4: Um, I've been to, I, I think the only GCX I didn't go to was the first one. And then the year they had a virtual one. So I've been to quite a few of them. And it's always like this is the one event that I look forward to every year. TwitchCon, I might not always make, especially now that it's in Vegas this year. I'm not really a Vegas person, but GCX, I, I will find time. I will make time for GCX, no matter what.
6: No,
2: I I can relate. I think for me, this was the first year at GCX. And I think that it was definitely one of my highlights being in this community. Uh, just because, you know, having been a part of this community for all these years and then having our podcast and having met so many amazing people in our community and getting to actually meet everybody in person was really cool. And getting to chat with the Bungie team, you mentioned mm-hmm. um, some of their producers. I got to meet Jared and such a down to earth person, and Cosmo and everybody on their team, just so passionate about the game and like the. The talk they gave at the panel was so uplifting and inspiring to hear that, you know, they're really focused on not just the next six months of the game, but they actually are thinking about the next 10 years. So that gave me a lot of comfort and I I took a lot away from that.
4: Yeah, oddly enough, I I had a little bit more interaction with the guys that run GCX too. And and I never really got to because GCX is chaotic. I never really got to have a conversation with the guys that run it before this year. And and along with the bungee employees, like these guys genuinely care about like you having a good time at GCX. Um It's just, they want to make it feel like a family vacation or, or, you know, like just friends hanging out kind of thing. And it's just, it's amazing to see what they pull together every year. Like this, this year, the after party was at Universal Studios and not everything was open, um, But it was still a really good time. I mean, I spent most of my time at the food stands, but that was to be expected.
6: (laughs) (laughs) You had
4: to to just get food in there somehow. I'm literally (laughs) eating French fries while we're doing this. (laughs) I will not
2: judge. I will not judge in any way. And Shannon Price, what about you? How was your time at GCX this year? And compared to... The first time that you went many many years
5: ago oh it was a lot of fun you know just uh being on the panel with you and bife and Broman. like that was definitely the highlight in the gcx experience uh being able to just uh you know talk about destiny talk about like you know the things that you know in the lore and then you know um speculate on the final shape and where destiny is going to go after that. Uh, That was, that was just a lot of fun. It was um, just awesome to just bounce ideas off one another and everything there. And uh, yeah, just meeting the cool people that did and seeing some of the people, you know, uh, some of the creators, the content creators and everything. And uh, yeah, it was an overall fun time. I'd say.
2: No, that was a really good time. I think the, the panel was definitely a highlight just like getting to talk lore with the the godfather of lore in Destiny and, and, and Professor Broman who is just such a influential figure in our community and just like being welcomed so well for by everybody and just seeing so many yeah. guardians. In one it's place. Just so, yes. you know.
5: I was like, is Goth here? Is it you know, he's like, he's around here somewhere. Um, I think. But it's like I, I didn't get a chance to see him when he was there. When he was yeah. there. But
4: I think yeah. he was in the pool <laughs> Most was, of the time.
2: Nice. I don't blame him. Then we would get along really well because honestly, um, since I moved to this new place, we have a really awesome pool and i kid you not i go every single day to the pool and it's just such a relaxing time And it's so good for my mental health to just disconnect from everything from technology and just get to relax and chill and meditate and reflect and and to just
3: relax and it's such a good time so i can relate yeah, we do have a pretty nice pool here and hot tub. I feel like the hot tub is just too hot for me most of
2: the time because it's like it's already hot out. And then you're just making it hotter for me. After 10 minutes, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I got to get out of here. But it is nice. It is really nice. I'm sure in the evening time when it's like a little bit cooler, it, it would be perfect.
5: Yeah, it's nice in the evenings for sure when the sun goes down.
3: Yeah. So Tara, I'm I'm curious. You mentioned you're eating French fries. Yes.
2: And uh, I'm curious about food. If you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be and why?
4: Sushi. Because <sighs> I freaking love we're, sushi. We're best friends
3: now. <laughs> we're going to get along real well.
4: Sushi <laughs> is so, there's, there's so many different types of sushi. Like you can, you know, I just, Sushi. I know that's whenever I can't decide what I want for lunch, I, my brain immediately goes sushi. So do you guys
5: have plane. a, um, do you have a Sprouts where you are at all,
4: Tara? Sprouts? I don't think we do. We need, we have enough. pretty
5: good sushi at the at the Sprouts. Like if, if you're not well, going to go to a restaurant,
4: Publix does too. Publix has great sushi, oddly enough.
5: I haven't tried Publix's. It looks so, it looks good, but I'm telling you, Sprouts is legit. I'll have Sprouts to check it out yeah they have legit sushi. We'll
2: um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a sushi I'm gonna be totally honest with you guys. Like when it comes to sushi, I'm extremely picky. Florida, to me, does not really cut it with sushi. There are a few places that are really good i should I should note. Orlando had some really good sushi.
4: oddly Sakura. enough, there's a really good place in uh, Pasco County. I don't know how far you guys are. But the dude that owns the place used to be a personal chef for Steven Seagal. So oh, I, think, nice. I think he does pretty damn good. I've been going to this place, um, I want to say, I don't know, since I was like, 18. so this guy's been around forever and his, his sushi is just so amazing. And he makes this matcha, which I'm also obsessed with, um, but he puts cherries in it. I love this guy he wasn't already married. I would marry him, and he's like an eighty-year-old Japanese dude.
2: (laughs) Uh, You're making me hungry. (laughs) Uh, I want sushi now. Yeah, I I love sushi, and my first experience with sushi was very interesting, to say the least. Because you know, growing up, my friends really enjoyed uh, messing with me, and they dared me to have sushi with this pretty much uh, wasabi and apparently like that's not something you should just eat straight like that and mm-hmm. I did because if you dare me to do it back then I did it <laughs> no shame in my game and uh, and on top of that they ordered octopus for me for my first
4: sushi mm-hmm. order like who would do that I right I actually have a horror story about octopus too <laughs> Oh, no, I gotta hear about that So the place I was just telling you guys about, (laughs) um, I, I saw the man slicing up an octopus and he does it in front of everyone. So I was just trying to ask him like how it is. And he just sliced off a tentacle and handed it to me on the knife. And I'm like, thinking about it and I'm like, I don't want to be rude. (laughs) So I literally just took the tentacle and swallowed it whole because I didn't want to be rude and I didn't know what to do. It was pretty (laughs) terrible.
1: (laughs) Oh man, See, yeah. my my <laughs> wife my wife goes nuts for octopus. She loves it.
4: This was raw with nothing on it. Just, I mean, it wasn't <laughs> moving anymore, so that was good. <laughs> <laughs> and
5: I, then, I don't mind the eel, but I can't do the octopus. Like I can, I can do the eel, but I can't, cannot do the octopus.
1: Yeah. And then there's me that I hate all forms of seafood.
4: Yeah. So I could see where that would be a problem.
2: (laughs) See, oddly enough, I'm very weird when it comes to like fish overall, because I don't like fish. I don't do fish. Like I've never ordered fish. Although sushi, I can eat that all day, all night. I remember growing up and like we would go and have all you can eat sushi and we would have like competitions with who can eat most sushi. And I'm here this like five foot, uh,
3: or uh five yeah five foot four uh little dude eating like sushi for like six people it was rough it's rough I but remember,
5: it was good. yeah i remember you used to put it away like six rolls and i was just like what How did you do that
2: where did it fit yeah. it was a good time but i can't do that anymore as i got older you know i think my metabolism slowed down a bit and like my stomach just can't really handle that much food overall like now I kind of I graze I'm like uh I don't know I I don't need a whole lot I'm like a deer
4: (laughs) yeah you eat like little amounts here and there (laughs) I do the same thing a little
2: bit here and there so I'm curious cold death what about you what would you say would be your one thing that you would eat for the rest of your life? Would it be sushi?
5: Uh, absolutely not. I absolutely would die not. of starvation. Wow. That I would was die definitive. of starvation. That was very like. I I could see cold death going with big steak, big juicy steak.
1: It. Uh, oddly enough, I mean, steak is definitely up there for me. But if I had to pick one, it would either be ribs or pizza. Mm.
4: I was thinking Those are wonderful
1: choices. <laughs> 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 yep. And it, it it's funny because my youngest has taken after me with ribs. So anytime we go anywhere that has ribs, him and I are just chowing down on ribs. Oh, nice.
5: Yeah, I like to get uh, that stuff at like, or even like brisket at like a barbecue place. Yeah. like oh, Beef brisket so oh, good yeah the cornbread
1: long as we have oh. cornbread gotta, have gotta corn be bread. cool gotta have cornbread
5: mm-hmm.
2: so there, there are two places that um, I can recall for me where they had just incredible ribs one was in Vegas ironically it was in a Hooters restaurant wow. and they have I don't know why but they had like this all you can eat <laughs> ribs and man they know how to make their ribs I was in heaven Death, you would you would love it. You would you would have so much fun. Mm-hmm. And um, man, they had some of the best ribs, some of the best food in general. When you go to Vegas, oh man! I mean, I know Tara, Vegas is not your thing. You know, maybe you know, you, you may not want to go there. But for the food,
4: oh man! I was gonna say, just hear me out. So I'm not a gambler or a drinker, really, <clears throat> but um, Vegas. What I was astonished, they had cake vending machines in the lobby of the hotel I was staying in. I I can't remember. I think it was Caesar's Palace that I stayed in last time I went to Vegas. But they had whole gigantic slices of cake in a vending machine, and it was the most glorious thing I'd ever seen in my life.
1: That's
5: amazing. I go back
4: to Vegas, I'm hitting those bad boys up.
1: I would be (laughs) in heaven with that vending machine. I would be there
2: every day at 2 in the morning. (laughs) <laughs> i mean but i also
4: like what forever ghost said can't go wrong with steak and eggs because there are days that i'm just like man i want a fantastic steak right now <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: or like steak breakfast burritos
4: very car oh yeah breakfast burritos
1: mm-hmm. you
4: can love them and then when i moved out to los angeles because i moved out to la for a little while last year um i tried something called a california burrito for the first time i had never heard of it oh. ever it's just a burrito with French fries on it. And it was amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. French fries make makes anything That's that true. much better. True.
2: I do love French fries, but it depends on where. Because some places, you know, here's the thing. Five guys, really good French fries. Really. But, but like not when you reheat them. Some, some places, you know, yeah. not the
5: best. Those but, ones. Um, are good in an air fryer
4: Did i was just need... gonna say a lot of them in the air fryer yeah yep.
2: Mm-hmm. i have an air fryer but i think i still have it in the box i still haven't learned how to use it hmm. i buy stuff i buy kitchen appliances but like i don't really use them because you know it's more convenient to just open up my uber app and you know, yeah, just quick and easy. That's
4: how they get you, man. That's how We, do. Oh,
2: we have a Texas Roadhouse, and let me tell you, that's like my new. Oh God, love.
4: I'll live there. God.
2: Don't get me started me on
4: the cinnamon butter.
2: Give me that oh butter. <laughs>
5: God, yeah, that's the best. The I can live butter. off that butter.
4: Oh yeah.
2: Just give me more butter. I'm just gonna eat the butter. <laughs> give me a whole tub of that.
3: I'm good. I'm straight.
4: Yeah. Yep. I told you guys this would this would end in talking about food. <laughs>
3: <laughs> food and
4: Every I've conversation.
6: done
3: it again
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i'm gonna i'm gonna have to have like an after after show food dinner <laughs> it's gonna be great actually
4: one of the one of the buiee guys actually has a cookbook, right
3: andy that's
2: one yeah. Of, yeah
4: i was so heartbroken that I didn't get one at j c x because i love cookbooks like that especially like because i think the theme of the cookbook was stuff that you can eat while you're gaming and it's not going to get all over the place reminds me to order this one uh, on here (laughs) reminds me to order it (laughs) but Mm -hmm. no i was really excited about that i'm like gaming and food and cooking yes
2: so that sounds like the thing to thing to have and i didn't know they were selling the book at gcx because i would have picked one up
4: I saw some, yeah. There were some on a table, and I think he even signed some of them. But again, like, cause the whole cosplay thing, like, I got to talk to people for five second intervals throughout.
2: We actually had uh, Victoria on the podcast many years ago, and she did the cookbook for Destiny Two. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, that was a lot of fun uh, having her on. We actually, I have, I have the cookbook, although. I still have not gotten around to making my spicy ramen here at home. So TBD on that. We're gonna make that happen one day. Hopefully. I like soon. how in
4: this cookbook, now that you posted the link, I'm like flipping through it. And he has NPC cheesecake. It's non-problematic cheesecake. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like this is great. I'm <laughs>
1: you gained 10 pounds just reading the cookbook.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. Mm. Forget about freshman 15. This is just taking it on a whole new level, especially as a gamer, because you know, you're just on your couch gaming and chowing down on all
3: this delicious food. Yeah. Gotta love it.
4: One of these days we're going to have a Destiny community cookout. <laughs> we should, yeah, i should totally do that.
2: Destiny I'm, barbecue. I'm Sign me up. Well, you know, we're in Florida. Terror's in Florida. Shadow's in Florida. Yeah. I'm in Florida. Cold death. We're going to get you out here, brother. And we're going to have a giant cook-off. We're going to just eat a bunch of food and
3: play Destiny. It's going to be great. Yes. That sounds (laughs) like a good time. We're going to make that happen. So, Guardians, I know that we are approaching 10 years of Destiny.
2: Holy cow. Where has the time gone? And with the final shape getting closer and closer to launch, I'm curious, what are some special memories and moments that really stick out to all of you from your journeys in our community here in Destiny? And uh, Tara, you want to kick things off? What would you say is something that you recall as being extra special for you?
4: Uh, I definitely have to go back to uh, my son getting into Destiny. And it it is great. Like right now, he's gotten into the VR games. So he's taking a Destiny break himself. But it I, I think there's nothing cooler than like teaching your kid how to play Destiny. Now, the only downside of that is when you order cool Destiny shirts, your kid's going to take them. <laughs> I literally bought like five different shirts. Um, you guys know Khan Art. He does a lot of Destiny community art. I think I bought like five different shirts from him now. And I only have one left because my kid totally (laughs) backed them off. So it's like, now I know just if it's a really cool Destiny shirt, I got to buy two of them.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm I'm a sucker for Destiny shirts myself. I think I own a wardrobe with like a new shirt for every day of the week for like three weeks. It's getting worse by the day because like now I'm going to be picking up the Hawaii uh, shirt that that's in there um, available right now to support the um, efforts with uh, Maui. So that's definitely worth checking out. Really nice shirt and a great cause. Uh, so I can, I can relate to having way too many Destiny shirts, although I don't have kids, so I don't have that kind of a problem where any of my shirts get uh, snatched away.
4: I'm going to go over there and steal one of his destiny shirts out of spite. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm a small, so, you know, as long as it fits.
4: <laughs> but did you, you guys see, I don't mean to derail the conversation, but did you guys see how they're bootlegging those Hawaii shirts now? Like to the point, the Bungie lawyer or one of the, I, I think he's a lawyer at Bungie posted about it today. Like, I'm sorry, but once, once you start, bootlegging a charity shirt and the money is no longer going to charity that's a terrible terrible thing to do
3: absolutely don't buy those charity shirts make
4: sure your money is going to the bungee foundation and actually hawaii (laughs)
3: like
4: i can't believe it
3: yeah that's that's terrible that people would do such things especially when you have you know
2: something that supports such an important cause Yeah, we got to be better, you know, as a community. I think that you see the best and the worst in people sometimes, and I think that social media does not make it any easier. Yeah, I think that it definitely um, makes us appreciate the good people out there and the good guardians. So, don't do that. Don't do that. Support support the awesome charity work that Bungee Foundation does it supports the direct relief wildfire recovery operation in Maui and you get a really awesome shirt and an emblem so definitely do check that out we did post a link in chat so if you do want to pick up the shirt go ahead and do that and support a very important cause especially um today when so many people are suffering from all the wildfires that are happening out in
3: Hawaii so thoughts with everybody who is currently affected by these tragic uh, events. Absolutely. So on, on a bit of a more positive note, Death, what would you say is one of your most memorable moments in the Destiny community?
1: Hmm. I, I would say my my first attempt at uh at a day 1 um it like all of us none of us had prepped for it we didn't bounty prep so i mean we were all of us were way under light and it was for uh garden of salvation so it it was a a rough <laughs> rough raid, and we we didn't even make it past the the first encounter, but the the fun that we had in doing it, like we spent probably ten hours or more. I can't even remember, mm. but it was just it was so much fun, just hanging out, none of us were really serious about it, and we just pretty much goofed off the whole time. Well, still trying to obviously get through it, but. um, And then that kind of that brought me back into like really getting into the Destiny community and and all of that. So it was kind of like a gateway for me in in a way. So that's going to stick with me. It's awesome.
3: And and what raid was that again? Garden. Garden of Salvation. Ooh, that was a good one. I think for me, um, I have a few moments in this community that
2: were very memorable. Definitely my first Vault of Glass Clear, and not in D2, but like back in the day when we didn't really quite know what a raid was even. So that <laughs> was a very new experience. And I think that beating... Atheon for the first time was such a special feeling and I think that really made me a big fan of this game and it made me realize like it's it's a feeling that I don't think I can get in any other video game you know having that first completion in in a game where you're working together with five other people and you finally get that exotic drop. And it's just such an awesome feeling. Um, but I-, I had a few moments, you know, I mean, in nine years, you probably have a lot of experiences where you definitely, you know, have these special moments. Uh, I think another one for me was during Season of Opulence, getting my very first flawless raid done. And like legitimate flawless raid, not like, you know, we're going to just get into the final boss and you jump in and, and do it. But like, from start to finish doing crown of sorrow for me was just such a feeling. And when when I finally got that completed, during that final phase, I mean, I was just my hands were shaking. I was so nervous. And, you know, to to see everybody stay alive through the whole encounter, it was just such an awesome feeling. Um, and of course, GCX this year was special being on stage with three amazing legends now, right? Shadow Price, uh, yeah, just seeing everybody on stage and all seeing all the guardians out, you know, enjoying our conversations. It was very special for me, definitely a highlight being at GCX, getting to meet all the developers from the game, and just, um, it was very special. Definitely a time that I will not forget anytime soon. So I, I think
3: those moments were kind of the most memorable for me. And um, I'm curious now. We have a showcase coming up
2: very soon. We've got a few more days to go, Guardians. And now I'm curious, what are you all most excited for with this uh, showcase? What what would you like to see during the big reveal that we'll be getting on Tuesday?
4: I want to know more about Cade coming back. Yes. Don't bring back back some watered down version of him. (laughs) Mm. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm very apprehensive about Cade coming back. Like, are they going to do it right? You know, is it going to be the same Cade that we, I don't know. I've just, I have, I, I'm, I have my concerns, but I'm also excited.
1: <laughs> with, with Nathan being the, the voice again, I, I think he's in, is I, he I think he's in. Say, yeah. Yeah. They confirmed oh my he's God. back. I
4: didn't know. Thank God. Oh my God. They mm, took away the voice Yes.
1: They, they did confirm Nathan was Nathan was back. Um, Nathan actually posted a video and he had like a little uh Cade bobblehead or like Funko Pop.
4: Oh, man, I got to go track that thing down. <laughs> it's on it.
1: It's on his Instagram. I will. Let me see if I can find it. Um But yeah, like he he confirmed that he's the he's coming back as the voice. So
4: I don't think he really wanted to go anywhere in the first place. I thought it just conflicted with the rookie stuff.
1: I think it, uh, yeah, I think it was just a conflict that he couldn't.
3: Yeah, I, I think I think getting Kade back is probably one of the most exciting things for me because
2: he was my favorite character in the game. I think that you know that was a pretty tragic loss back in Forsaken when. They killed him off, and uh, it's it's nice to see that he's back in the game. But I am curious to see how they do it because I want to make sure they do it right. Um, but the other thing that I'm really excited for is really the story in the final shape. I mean, this is the final chapter, the last part of the Light versus Dark saga. So there's like so many things that can happen between now and then. And even during the updates that Bungie has given us, there's a lot of, you know, little hints at us getting something really big happening between now and the final shape. And I'm really curious to see where the story goes. And I, I think the, the the reveal next week is going to give us a lot of insights
3: into the future of Destiny. So Coldeth, what about you? What are you excited for with the reveal next week?
1: I think I'm I'm just excited to see where the story's going to go. Um I I don't have any real expectations or I I'm kind of just I'm keeping myself more more reserved just based on how, how things have been lately. Um, but I'm definitely excited to see where the story's gonna go and what, like, what's gonna be our main objective for the final shape.
3: Definitely. And what about you, Shadow? Uh,
5: I'm excited for, yeah, the return of Cade. Um, Nathan Fillion, of course. Um, I'm also excited to yeah see where the story is going to go. Like, because this is the final chapter in the Light and Darkness saga. To see how things are going to turn out for us, and you know, to see what uh, you know, players in the story are going to just uh, be involved in, you know, how. How we're going to fight this, like, unstoppable force, it seems like, you know, Mm -hmm. like, what it's going to take, obviously, Sabathun's help, at some point, even though she's going to stab us in the back at some point, (laughs) Sabathun is is Loki, so you know, that's, (laughs) she's gonna manipulate us somehow, and we're, you know, going to be, like, right in her, like, death grasp, and everything. But I'm just... I'm just excited to see how it's all going to like come to a head. You know, the 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 final like fight with this with this supreme being that we you know seem to like have the odds seem to be stacked against us. You know, like yep. <laughs> all those Very pyramids out so. there that the witness controls, you know, it's like, you know, he just what what is it going to take for us you know we're obviously probably going to have to discover i'm hoping there's going to be a new subclass i'm i'm thinking that there will be like f- for the final you know um final fight that we're going to have and uh how cade what and what um wh- exactly how cade is going to be you know like how much of cade is actually preserved you know it's like because we don't see his ghost or anything in the in the trailer in the original trailer, so we're obviously going going to be going inside that portal if we've all you know seen the teaser trailer you know for the traveler, so it's it's there's so many questions, there's so many unanswered questions, but it's going to be really interesting to see how we're going to have some of those questions answered you know going forward. Yeah, uh, and I, I'm really curious to see
3: what happens next. Like, what's after the Final Shape? Because yeah,
2: there's so many open-ended questions. Like, is the Light versus Dark saga the end, or is it potentially the beginning of something even bigger and more exciting with the future to come? Because I have a tough time believing that Bungie would let Destiny go as its bread and butter core franchise. So. I'm definitely curious to see what direction Bungie ends up going in post-Final Shape. What are we going to see with Seasons? Are we getting another major expansion in the following year? Or maybe Destiny 3? Please don't hate me. (laughs) But um, I'm really hoping there's going to be some clues as to where we go next,
3: beyond just the excitement of the Final Shape and everything that we'll be playing, hopefully, this February. And before the final shape, I know we we have a season that's just wrapping
2: up in just a few days with Season of the Deep. And I'm curious, with Season of the Deep coming to a close, what did you all like and what
3: did you all dislike about the new season? Or soon to be old season?
4: I thought that I thought everything was really pretty in Lightfall, and throughout the last season, like the deep dives and stuff. I like the scenery, but something about this last season, just kind of. Between the cosplay, getting my cosplay ready for GCX. And uh, I feel like a bunch of games came out lately. I just, I used this season to kind of take my. Take my destiny break.
1: Yep, get a little catch up on the on the backlog of games. Yeah, exactly. That's understandable. And sometimes you need a break.
3: You know, it's important. What about you, Cole? I
1: I really, I really loved the underwater scenery that they created. Um, I, I will say, my favorite thing this. Season has been uh being able to go fishing it's so nice to just sit there if if you want something to just zone out and do that was like the perfect thing to do
3: yeah no absolutely i think I think fishing was one of the most
2: unique things that Bungie brought into destiny, and like. I know I didn't expect it when they brought it. And I think especially in the beginning of the season, everybody was so excited about it. I think overall, everybody that I have spoke to was like, we really hope that fishing does not go away after this season because everybody really
3: enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I, I hope they expand on it more. I, I'd love to see it. I, I don't know what they could, you know, how how you could make it, but I'd like to see them almost, like, make permanent fishing holes that don't disappear with public events um, to where you could just sit there and fish as long as you wanted to.
3: You know, why don't they make the, the Puka Pond a fishing spot? I mean, they yes. have a destination, so it's there. I think that would be kind of cool. I still want a Puka fish ghost. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty awesome. I think for me, one of the highlights of this
2: season was the the dungeon Ghost of the Deep. I think that I think it was probably one of the most unique dungeons that
3: I've experienced in Destiny overall. Um, the way that they incorporated the interaction then like finally getting to that final boss room where you have scattered
2: pieces of the taken king i think that was such a cool environment and overall such an awesome dungeon so i, I definitely enjoyed it although Bungie, where is my navigator please thank you soon <laughs> maybe hopefully still still grinding for it so
3: hopefully maybe this week i'll get it but um. Uh, Fingers crossed. Shadow Price, what about for you? What would you
2: say was your highlight for this season in Destiny?
5: I also liked the fishing a lot. Um, It was uh, something different. It was very relaxing a lot of times. kind of fell asleep a lot when I was doing it (laughs) because it was so relaxing. (laughs) But... um, Yeah. No, I really enjoyed that. Also, also enjoyed the dungeon, which I still, I have to play it, play more of it. I feel like I haven't done a lot of it. I did a lot of it in the (laughs) beginning and then I I still don't have my navigator yet as well. So I got to try to jump in there again and do that. And I really like the scenery in there. I love the underwater stuff. I think Bungie did a really good job with the underwater environments, especially in that dungeon. That, that's, that was impressive. Like, To have that much, like under, like like methane, like you know, um, environment, and uh, just all the pretty colors and everything from it too. Like I I just, I thought they did such a good job with that. That was pretty unique for
2: sure. And that armor from Ghost of the Deep, it looks really really cool. I think that's probably one of my favorite armor sets
3: ever. In the game yeah
1: it's definitely one of the nicest
3: ones they've done in a while definitely yeah i'm hoping they continue with uh giving us cool
2: armor sets and we're going to talk a little bit more about armor sets later on in the show uh but before we do that i'm curious what would you say is everyone's favorite raid in destiny
3: and which raid do you want back next? I would actually
4: say Last Wish is my favorite raid. Um, I love it. I'll do it all day. Uh, but in D1, I do like Wrath of the Machine.
3: Yes! Ah,
4: Wrath. I like all the D1 raids, really. There's, there's not a raid in Destiny 1 that I was like, no, I don't want to do that one. Bought to glass Mm, sometimes (laughs) but um yeah i I would love to see them bring back wrath maybe probably not gonna happen but
3: maybe maybe not this year
2: but i'm hoping next year they're able to fit it into their seasonal schedule at some point or into the storyline somehow to bring it back because that was a really special raid so many unique encounters i mean the death zamboni like <laughs> who came up with that That was so crazy cool and just remember the uh the puzzle that
3: we had to do to get that uh exotic in wrath i think that was really yeah. unique with the with the codes that
2: you had to put in
5: oh yeah yeah that you was for know, outbreak yeah. for uh, prime at the time
2: yeah, i uh, break that. Yeah. That was a really unique, unique raid, and I, I wish they brought it back. And hopefully
3: next season, maybe, but probably not. <laughs> but one can hope, you know. What about you, Cold Death? What would you say was your favorite raid in Destiny? Which one do you want to see return next month? I would say my Favorite,
1: I would probably say Scourge. Uh, just because, yeah, I I I like that one because my favorite part of that was the Sparrow part. I always like. I never half the time couldn't make it to the end, but it was just such a fun part of that particular raid. Um but i I really don't have
3: any um any soft spots for raids Of
1: playing destiny, I was a big solo player, so I didn't really run a whole lot of raids, but that was that was the one i always I always had fun and. Was ready to do
3: when people wanted to do it. No, that that I can, I can relate to
2: you know, largely playing solo, but like I always made time to do raids with other people because I like my drops. So like there was
3: always it's like LFG and you know just generally we had people to play with. You know because I think we had a group. Where
2: we've always played Kingsfall and Crota's End and
3: Wrath and good good memories, good times for sure. Right, Shadow Price? Yep. Which raid do you think is gonna come back? Are you are you set on Crota? You think it's gonna be Crota?
5: It's gonna probably be Crota, but um I would like Wrath though as well. Like I think the consensus of a lot of people. They definitely want Wrath, um, but I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be Crota based on what I've heard and, you know, with the, the theme,
3: if fits yeah. the theme. I
1: could see, I could see that too, just with, I, I think they may also be hesitant, hesitant to put anything in Destiny 2 that involves SIVA since SIVA's not really something that we're dealing with, and a lot of players that are brand new playing in Destiny 2 would have zero idea or anything about SIVA, so I think that would be a little bit difficult, but I'd love to see Wrath come back too, because it's one I think I only ran two or three times.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I really want Wrath to come back. Um, But, yeah, hopefully they can fit it into
2: the storyline next year. Or who knows, maybe they're going to throw a curveball at us and just give us Wrath of the Machine. Don't know how. Don't know how that would fit. But, you know, one can dream. One can hope, right? (laughs) So we'll keep you posted on that. We don't have a whole lot more to wait. And I think we're going to find out on Tuesday. I think they're going to really give us that surprise trailer and uh should be fun regardless i'm I'm gonna be excited regardless because i really enjoyed uh crow's End a lot that was probably one of my favorite raids i know some people may not agree but you know i really enjoyed it it was fun throughout especially um really all the encounters i mean the first encounter was really fun with the stills and then like we got to that second um phase and i actually think that what bungie did to make that different when they reprised that raid in um rise of iron i think that was a really cool change because like you couldn't do that cheese where you went all the way up top right but then they kind of tweaked the mechanics a little bit and i think it made that whole encounter so much more fun and exciting
3: and uh just you know, seeing, can we two-man Crota now? Is that going to be a thing? We'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But we will keep you posted, Guardians. And I'm, I'm curious to wrap
2: up our discussion with the Guardians, Tara. What is next for you in your destiny journey?
4: Uh, well, I'm going to be cramming my head into the pro- programming. <laughs> and uh, other than that, I plan on to get getting into uh, streaming again and having a set schedule. I'm just in the process of moving. So,
3: Awesome. Well, we are
2: excited for things to come, both with Destiny and with your journey in the community and to see everything that is to come with both your game development career and also your streaming and your content creation so do keep us posted on that i will do and it was great hanging got- out
4: with you guys tonight
2: of course always a pleasure and got a couple couple of things to chat about joe blackburn came out out of nowhere earlier this week and he gave us a pretty pretty fun update about the state of the game um, Some will call it damage control. Some will call it as really great um, update that was much needed in the community. And I tend to think of the latter. Uh, I think that was a really good uh, thing for them to do. I think he was very honest and and upfront with the community, and that's something that we don't often see. So uh, I think that was a really good, good update from. Joe and he did go on to state that the state of the game did not go um as planned and it did not live up to Bungie's expectations. And I'm curious did you all get a
3: chance to watch the video that Joe put out earlier this week? I did. Yep, sure did. Yep. And what what did you guys all think about the the video?
4: Uh, I think I mentioned it earlier, but I think it was like kind of a a trust me kind of moment. Like I know that he as a player, he even reiterated like there are some things that, you know, could have could have been better. Um, And there is even an armor set that they had previously planned, you know, for purchase. And now I guess people are going to be getting it, you know, as uh, what did he say it was? Well, we're going to be getting it. We're not going to have to pay for it. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I really trust where the game is going. Um, I think that that they've kept the game going this long, and it hasn't always. I think we kind of expect constant, instant gratification in the Destiny community, and they've done a really good job at telling us stuff. But especially like PVP players that have been feeling neglected and things like that, they know where their mistakes are and they know where they want to and improve. So I'm I'm just trusting him, basically. Just trusting what he says.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time.
2: And if you love the fillet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just
0: $6.
3: Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular
0: price. Ba 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 ba.
2: And hold up, what about what about you what, what did you think of the update that we got from Joe Blackburn?
1: You know, I I thought it was, I thought it was a good update. Um, Definitely, you know, I I feel bad that he felt like he had to, had to do it, but I'm glad he did. Um, Got a lot of questions out that a lot of people were asking. Um, And I think it was, it was awesome that he took the initiative on himself to... Make a list of things he could tell us and give us this saying, Hey, I know we didn't hit the mark. Here's what, here's all this information for you. So I thought it was, I thought there was a lot of good information in it.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like this
2: was a much needed update after. State of the game. I think the state of the game was rough in terms of their communications with the community. Like it felt like there were a lot of excuses or really very vague, you know, responses for why they couldn't bring something into the game because of limited resources. That I think as a community, we did deserve a little bit better. With their communications, and to put forth better efforts into giving us, you know, items that were attainable in game versus microtransactions, um, and I think that Joe really touched on a lot of really good points. He did mention that you know we're getting the new map pack coming in in the final shape, which is going to have multiple pvp maps which i think that's a great great change and i think it was much needed you know especially with us only getting one new crucible map and he even stated that their original plans were to bring one new crucible map a year and then like maybe one or two reprised maps and i think that it it would hardly keep the pvp community engaged and i think that it is important for them to definitely deliver on the content that we hope to get as as players to keep the community engaged, having fun, and enjoying Destiny. So I I think that was a really great change. Um, Joe also mentioned that they are building a strike team for PvP, so they will have a dedicated group of developers who will be focusing on the upcoming additions to crucible so it's really nice to see that they're finally putting forth a dedicated team to really help you know bring crucible forward a little bit more than what we've had in the past so i think that was really good uh one thing that joe mentioned that was really interesting is that they had a slow trickle of pvp maps And it was not really having the effect that Bungie wanted. One new Crucible map per year means that Bungie has to build a map that does everything, which also meant that it couldn't be good at anything, which I I get that. Like, yes, absolutely. But I also think that people want variety. I think that just one new Crucible map does not necessarily keep players engaged and having fun, whereas, You know, when we get multiple new maps, I think that it it definitely makes the PvP
3: experience more fun beyond just adding, you know, new game modes. So definitely um, positive things there. Uh, Also, there are two modes that are
2: coming with the upcoming season in Destiny 2. We have Checkmate and Relic. Checkmate will be more of a hardcore player type mode with primary gunfire uh and it will be focused more on crucible excellence and marksman style gameplay so definitely excited to experience that i'm sure shadow price is going to definitely dive into some of that uh as they introduce that in destiny next season
5: yeah i'm really yeah i just wanted to take a minute also to uh reiterate what you said about the crucible then having a strike team dedicated to uh these crucible updates and things like that and that they're going to have map packs like you know that that they're actually pivoting and they're like changing what their plans were so that 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 speaks a lot there, you know so i was really happy to hear joe say that it's a lot of transparency too um uh so i was i was very pleased to hear him talk about that they're not just going to kill crucible you know like that they they have plans you know to uh do more with it hopefully in the next year and everything so um i was hap- i was happy to hear that for sure
3: yeah no absolutely
2: and he, Joe also mentioned something really interesting on the topic of PvP. That in the past, they put a lot of the new modes into Crucible Labs, whereas Bungie is trying to put more content in the core playlist in the upcoming seasons in Destiny. So it is something that will be changing quite a bit from the cadence that we had before where a lot of new modes would just come to crucible labs and i don't know about you guys but like for me crucible labs is interesting but i never really felt real incentive to play it so it was almost kind of like an afterthought mode that was in the game that didn't really i wasn't really encouraged to play based on any rewards that were available there (laughs)
3: Yeah, I'd I'd like to see more incentive to try those new game modes. Absolutely.
2: So hopefully we get more in the future with PvP. Uh, they did also note that the map pack will be available for free to all Destiny players. So it's nice that everybody will get a chance to, to experience it. Although I will say, I think that I wonder if Bungie would have an easier time with giving us more PvP content if it wasn't all considered, quote-unquote, free. Because I almost feel like when Bungie announced that PvP was going to be free-to-play, something changed where it almost felt like their priorities and their focus was no longer on PvP once that happened. And it wasn't until now when Joe made that video when everything kind of started to change finally because I feel like in the past, Bungie just wasn't able to fit PvP as a priority in their schedule. So I'm really hoping that um, they find a way to really make it work you know, on all perspectives because they also recognize that To hire a strike team or have dedicated people working on crucible it's not free so i'm wondering if it would be a matter of maybe charging 10 bucks for a map pack and getting more in the future i i don't know if they would necessarily do that because that would be more like taking stuff away right um but do you do you all think that The free-to-play model works with pvp more or do you think that it takes away from resources where they could potentially use you know that extra cash flow to give us more pvp
4: i think they i think a lot did start changing when they came out with the free-to-play stuff um i i'm not sure if if that's when things kind of got i hate to say that's when things got sideways in the community but it kind of definitely felt like it maybe it's just me and then I, I keep seeing everyone mentioning Gambit and, and I hate that, that they are kind of neglecting Gambit in this season. I think there's one void weapon that's also coming out in Gambit and but there's not a whole lot of... I'm not sure that they still have a dedicated team for Gambit because I know when Gambit released like I remember talking to some of the guys at GCX and I'm not sure that they even have a dedicated team for just Gambit the way they do for everything else. Or at least I thought that's how they worked. I could be entirely wrong, but uh, I definitely it's it's going to be sad if they just kill off Gambit completely, and that's where my concern lies because I enjoy it.
6: Yeah, yeah,
2: I agree. I feel like a lot of people uh, really enjoy Gambit, especially like in our community. The overall consensus was that we want more Gambit. We don't want for there to be less Gambit or a lesser focus on giving us a better Gambit experience. So I don't know what it is that Bungie can do in terms of really making that experience more worthwhile. My gut feeling says, give us more weapons that are themed around Gambit. Give us more Mm -hmm. maps. And, you know, I, I do think that would help with the overall experience. And it was interesting because Gambit is part of technically a paid aspect of the game. I don't think it's free to play, right? Or I could be wrong because I I paid for everything.
4: Yeah, I did too. I really don't know if it's free. But if you think about it, Gambit also evolved with the game. There was like the OG Gambit mode, which was at least my personal favorite, that original Gambit. And then they created it's like they created roles for people because it was it was almost like they did that because people couldn't get a especially if you were new to the game, you almost couldn't get a grasp on what you were. I thought it was relatively easy, but I'm, I see how someone could get confused in what to do in Gambit. You know, you always have that one guy. You need like two moats, and he's running around trying to get 15. Um, <laughs> i It's almost like they were trying to show new people coming into Gambit when they changed the mode the first time, they're like, this is what you're supposed to do. We're going to give you guys roles now, you know? And then um, and then Gambit they changed Prime. it again.
5: Gambit Prime, yeah. Yeah,
4: and then mm-hmm. they changed it again to at, at least kind of what it is now. And I was like, yeah, I still liked the the original Gambit that we had, that mode, but I'm not sure if it went so, like... South, like people were either getting mad over it or didn't know what to do. And they were like, you know what, screw it. (laughs) Like, I don't know if that's how it went or just they feel like their resources are better used elsewhere. I just hope to God they're not planning on doing away with it entirely because I would be sad.
5: Yeah.
3: I hope so too. I I hope we get a few surprises
2: for the final shape with Gambit because it definitely needs a little bit more love. And attention and i i think at this point gambit has too strong of a player base for them to just give it up like i, I think a lot of people enjoy gambit in fact many of our clan members like they look forward to getting their dredge and title gilded every season mm-hmm. and it would suck to you know see such a dedicated part of our community not having that mode that they really enjoyed. to play. So
3: I'm hoping that Bungie is able to find that balance as they move forward. And another thing that Bungie talked about, and this one was kind of a hot topic
2: for a lot of people in the community, and that was the armor updates. During the state of the game, Bungie kind of backtracked with their commitment to bringing us aspirational, or not aspirational, but ritual armor that was included as part of Strikes, Crucible, and Gambit. And during that article that Bungie initially came out with, it really felt like they were no longer going to be giving us ritual armor on a regular basis, including the final shape. and. Joe Blackburn went on to clarify that Bungie will be coming with it will be coming up with new ritual armor sets in the final shape. So we are getting an entire set uh, during that expansion. Uh, but not only that, Joe actually went a step further, and he did note that. Bungie was going to take an armor set that was originally planned for the Eververse store in Season 22, and they're going to be making it as a ritual drop in Season 22. What do you all think about this uh, change? Were you all happy to learn that we
3: are getting not only ritual armor in the final shape, but also in Season 22?
4: Uh, I'm all about cosmetics. I'm glad to get armor <laughs> regardless. <laughs> um, I, I I don't really think that kind of swayed me either way. I'm just kind of. As someone who's frequently, you know, lately taken breaks from destiny just so that, you know, there is stuff for me to do when I come back. I'm kind of just leaving it to them to kind of. i I'm the best way to word it is I'm like going into this season with like open arms, like my guys hook it up, <laughs> like we need you now, kind of thing, but I don't know, I think i i could, the armor thing doesn't really phase me, like it's cool, yeah, but I spend money on Eververse anyway
1: <laughs> i i to me it made sense why they don't why they haven't invested in ritual armor because you know joe's joe's right like if you look at it the usage rate of people actually using that armor for anything is super low so why why invest money into something that's not being used
3: I think that's an interesting point. But now, to rebuttal that, I'm
2: wondering if they made the armor look very cool, do you think that would increase the adoption rate of that armor?
5: Well, I mean, oh. the best sets are usually in Eververse, so the fact that yep. we'll be able to earn it in-game, in and you know, um, it's probably going to be a really cool set, I imagine. Like so it'll incentivize definitely people to go for it i'm sure yeah because that's what we've wanted for the longest time it's like don't put the coolest stuff in eververse let us earn it in game like let us let us do it let Mm -hmm. us play that activity and then get the really cool armor because then it makes it more special instead of oh i bought it from eververse
3: yeah and like I understand with
2: some of the armor, like the PlayStation armor sets, like obviously there's licensing behind them charging money for it, so I do do understand that perspective. um but I do think that if they created you know some cooler stuff that are part of the game itself, I think it would create more incentives for people to play through these activities. like imagine if you got a really cool armor set completely dedicated to Gambit that's like really themed around Gambit and looks really, really cool. And maybe like if you rank up your Gambit twice, there's like a really cool glow to it. Something that will really make people want to play through these core activities. Because one of the other things that Joe mentioned during the video uh, that he put out was that Unchi essentially split up their armor sets into three groups. Aspirational armor, that was part of raids, trials, and dungeon, and that it had to be flashy, and that you had to feel like you're proud of acquiring that armor. And I'm wondering if there is maybe not to the same extent where you know the armor shouldn't feel like it's the same across everything that you're playing because that takes away from the armor being special. But I'm wondering if for those guardians who maybe guild their Gambit title, their Dredgen title, that they got, you know, a really cool glow to the armor where it still feels
3: special for them to earn it and want to use it in the game. Yeah, it was probably also a...
5: um Apologies for, you know, uh, just the state of the game being in the way it was too. So kind of like, like here, let you know we'll we'll take this out of that reverse and let you guys earn this in game.
2: I think it was a really good decision, you know, and I, I respected them making that choice. And I I appreciate the clarity with you know their perspective, but also the fact that they weren't just going to do what they were going to do that they were going to listen put the armor set that was originally going eververse into the game i think that was a good good call on their part so definitely positive changes all there uh lastly uh joe did talk about communication and how bungie will be continuing to communicating with their community across their main uh, team accounts uh for uh Twitter and Reddit and that's going to be the destiny 2 team account so you won't be getting the communications from community managers and part of that is to protect their teams and to keep them safe it's sad that they have to do this to be honest because you would think that people yeah. would exercise a little bit more respect and not be as abusive, but at the same time, like whatever needs to be done to protect the developers, I think it's that's what has to happen, and that's more important than even if it's going to affect communications because I think everybody's safety is is probably the most important thing beyond anything else. So definitely it's nice that they're continuing to do that. Um, interesting thing that Joe did mention during uh, season twenty two and twenty three. Joe did make a commitment to streaming and getting community feedback directly during these live streams, where he would get a chance to hang out with some of the community members and get feedback. So, definitely exciting to see Bungie make that commitment to continue the conversations with their community and not only using their main channels, but also during live streams with the director. So, That's definitely a welcoming uh, update and change. And Joe, if you're listening, if you need a group to play with, we got you.
6: Anything (laughs) you need,
2: we got you. We'll take care of you. You come join the community.
3: And we're going to have a blast. So definitely exciting to learn
2: about that. And um, I'm curious overall, were
3: you guys all happy with the change? I'm cautiously
4: happy. <laughs> like overall, over everything that he said, or? Yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic. I like That's that. I like is. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: it's it's the best way to go into pretty much anything having to do with destiny announcements at at this point i think we we all see the uh the community go from like super low to where Bungie does one thing and all of a sudden the hype is through the roof the last few years so i think coming at it with just that cautious optimism is where we need to be at this point. So I'm, I'm in a
3: completely opposite sphere where I need to be because I'm just like, I'm so
2: excited. I barely sleep. (laughs) I'm just so beyond excited because like, here's the thing. I think for the first time in a very long time, you, have a developer that came out. He was very sincere, very honest, very human, right? You could tell he was a little bit nervous talking to the community, but he addressed most of everything that we had a problem with. He was honest about it. And it wasn't just like, we are hearing you and we're taking your feedback, but it was like, okay, this is what we're doing. So if you do not deliver on the map packs next year, guess what? It's going to be bad. And I I would bet my money that they will deliver on that. I will bet my money that they will deliver on the armor set they promised to bring from the Eververse into the game. So I think like these commitments are showing that not only is Bungie listening, but they are actually acting on the feedback that the community is giving, and they are recognizing that not everything that they've done were the right steps, and that they they are willing to course correct when that is needed. Um, all of that, in addition to the positive things that we learned about during the state of the game, I think there were some positive things there. For example, the Pathfinder. Uh, acquisition method for ritual items that they're introducing. That looks really promising. Their commitment to really driving the narrative forward and and trying new and unique things. I mean, that's to me very exciting as a as a destiny player. So I'm um, I'm really excited to see where this goes and I, I think this was a very right
3: thing for Bungie to do. So for me, uh, I think that really hit things where the game needed to go. Shadow Price, are you, are you sleeping at night?
2: Or how, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about the next few days as we get closer and closer to
3: the showcase? I'm
5: excited. Uh, I'm excited, <laughs> I'm excited um, but I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't want to get too 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 excited. I want to just like stay kind of like even keel. Uh just to, you know, prepare myself for any kind of like I don't think there's gonna be any kind of let down with it. I think everything that they're gonna show is gonna be really cool. But I'm just trying to keep an open mind. But I am optimistic about it. You know, I'm happy that Cade's coming back. And uh and also we'll get a new season that day too. So you know, it's, uh, it's going to be cool. It's going to be interesting because Bungie's really good at like hyping stuff up. So, and, you know, the final shape being the end of the light and dark saga, they got to go big with this. So,
3: indeed. And,
5: Guardians,
2: we got one more thing to talk about tonight. We got This Week in Destiny. A few updates from Bungie. Not a big one, but we did get some exciting things with this weekly update. Thank you very much, Liana, for the update this week in Destiny. And first up, we learned about Guardians for Maui. Of course, we did learn about the tragic events over in Hawaii with the devastating wildfires, Uh, Bungie did state the following. Last week, devastating wildfires fueled by hurricane force winds struck Hawaii, leaving a path of destruction unheard of in its wake across Maui and the island of Hawaii. The historic town of uh, Lahaina has been reduced to ashes with over 100 lives lost Many more still unaccounted for Thousands made homeless and countless places of uh, cherished history and culture erased overnight. Um, Our hearts go out to all the communities, individuals, and loved ones affected by this tragedy. To help this cause, the Bungie Foundation is launching a fundraiser campaign to directly support relief efforts and recovery efforts across Hawaii. They made a T-shirt uh, along with the Asians at Bungie group, and that consisted with of their um, inclus- inclusion, diversity, and equality association, and also a local artist uh, in the community. All of the profits for the shirt will go to the direct relief support. And if you do pick up a shirt, you will also get a really awesome emblem with that effort so do take a moment to check it out and if you are able to please do support the important cause and there's so many people suffering right now from these devastating wildfires so our hearts go out to all of the families and uh, their loved ones who have been affected by this so do check that out Bungie also gave us a little teaser for the showcase that's coming next
3: week. Did you all get a chance to check that out? Yes. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I mean, it was short, but. Short and sweet, right?
4: It was short, so I did watch it like three or four times.
1: (laughs) I'm like,
4: let me make sure I picked all that up.
1: You got to watch it frame by frame. and. Analyze every bit of it,
3: and we saw the witness staring deep into the horizon as
2: our ship, three ships, approach a planet with a triangle, traveling into what appears to be an arc-looking abyss. And you didn't um, get the Monte
4: uh, Carlo memo.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm quite curious what this can mean and it definitely sets the stage for the witness to be a major character in this showcase and in the final showdown with the light and dark saga what do you all think that this teaser could potentially mean as
3: we're traveling into this unknown space and this triangle of
4: what if we die in there? <laughs> like I saw some. I usually when I open YouTube, it's it's like a plethora of different Destiny creators, and every now and then there's I I, I got to go back and look because I didn't see who did the video, but they were doubling back to like seeing um, the, the Guardian's grave and things like that. Like what if, what if that's what we're walking into?
1: Yeah, it it almost. It, it almost seems like inside the traveler is like a guardian's final resting place.
4: It's guardian heaven.
1: Yeah, it, it, in a way it feels
4: that way.: Oh, <laughs> well, they're better. Yeah, be it small. makes sense.
1: I mean, the ghosts
5: came from the traveler, so <clears throat> it makes sense that it, we would go into the traveler for our like final resting place and everything. so. <laughs>
4: I just made everybody sad. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> see, I'm, I'm excited
2: because I'm a masochist. But, but besides yeah. that, I'm excited to really see, like, where are we going to go? I mean, it looks like a very dangerous place, but how do we come out? Because ultimately, we know no matter what happens, Guardians aren't just going to die. It's not going to be the end after the final shape. So something will happen that will allow for us to pull through and the light will prevail in the end. But how? We don't know. So it's it's going to be really interesting to see how that final showdown will take place. And what are we going to fight? Are we going to fight the Witness? Are we going to fight Sabathun? Are we going to fight a nine or something completely different i I don't know but as they say shit's about to go down and (laughs) it's gonna so i'm very excited about all of these exciting things that are to come and we have just a few more days before the big reveal so very exciting to see that and hey, on the topic of the big reveal, if you will be there on Tuesday, Bungie is doing a really cool thing with Twitch. Um, they will offer a new silhouette emblem that looks really, really sick, and they do have an image of that on, in the weekly update this week from Bungie. And to be eligible, you need to make sure that your Twitch account is linked with your Destiny 2 account in your Bungie.net profile. And then, all you have to do is tune in live in Bungie's official Twitch channels. And it's going to be starting out on August 22nd from 9 a.m. Pacific Time until 11.30 Pacific Time. So... Two and a half hours. Holy smokes. That's going to be an exciting, exciting time for us as Guardians to really experience the future full circle. And I know that Bungie does such a great job with these showcases. So very exciting for that. And if you do watch for at least 30 minutes of this showcase, you will get your sweet, sweet loot. So make sure to tune in on Tuesday. And in addition to that, we will be hosting a Twitter space on Twitter as we discuss the exciting things to come together. So we hope you join us on Tuesday over on Twitter slash X for all of the conversations about the final shape and the showcase that is coming soon.
4: It's Always good I to was, do that stuff with a watch party because it's like someone else may have caught something you missed, so it's always yep. good to like watch cool stuff with a group.
1: Yep, absolutely. And I didn't realize that the showcase was going to be two and a half hours long. Yeah, that's They're a lot of heat. They're
4: that, heat. So bring the snacks. I was gonna <laughs> say that.
1: That's probably one of the longest showcases we've had. They're usually typically like an hour because they'll start at ten and then go to eleven, right when the new season drops. So Mm -hmm. hearing that it's going to be super juicy, long. That's uh, that's exciting. Perspective,
5: like in there, basically, because since this is like the final, like shape, the, the end of the light and darkness saga. Like, I think they're gonna have some sort of retrospective in there. So, yeah, I hope so. so.
2: Here's here's what I think they're going to do I think the first hour is going to be the pre show that's going to be focused on the community and highlighting all of the amazing things that our community does. As I I think that's what they did last year, anyways. The second hour is going to be focused on the actual reveal. Maybe it's gonna be 45 minutes uh, for that showcase. And then they're gonna have an after show where They're going to have interviews with developers, with different community members, and that will give us a chance to really dissect everything that we saw during that big showcase. I mean, regardless, I think this is going to be amazing, uh, but I think that's how it's going to be broken down between the pre-show, actual showcase,
3: and then the post-show with interviews and uh, commentary. So exciting moments ahead.
2: And hey, speaking of community, Bungie also released a really awesome trailer for the showcase featuring some of our favorite creators and some of our friends in the community. So always great to see Bungie share the community love as we reflect on the last few years in the light versus dark saga. That we have been playing throughout Destiny 2. So, very uh, exciting to, to know that Bungie is continuing to support creators and, and to see all of our friends and to celebrate their excitement and achievements in this community. So, do check out the community trailer as well that's out right now over on Bungie's YouTube channel. And uh, a few more things that Bungie did also talk about. Um, They gave us a little bit of a breakdown of everything that they shared about Season 22 thus far. Of course, we know we're getting exotic mission rotators that are coming uh, for several of the exotic missions
3: that is going to go live on Tuesday. Season 22, I believe. Yeah. How, how do you feel about that? Are you guys all excited about that?
5: I'm excited because there's a lot of those weapons I haven't gotten. Just I, the legendary ones alone. I, I mean, you know, like as uh, crafted rolls yeah. for all the red. I'm missing a lot of those red borders, especially from like Season of the Haunted. Um, so I'm excited to get a lot of those weapons and everything. And, you know, the new exotics uh, uh, craft to so be able to craft a dead messenger. and uh Dead Man's Tale and everything It'd be pretty cool.
1: I'm curious to see what kind of roles we're going to be able to craft on those. Like, what kind of perks they're going to give them?
5: Yeah, yeah, it will be pretty uh, interesting to see. Because I've only used that Dead Messenger like once, I think. After, <laughs> yeah. like, so I hope it's uh, it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to see what the roles that it can get.
3: Yeah, um, I'm really excited to get the exotic rotator in the
2: game. I think that's going to give hardcore players more to do in the game. It's going to give us more exciting things to chase after. So I think that's going to really put a fun and interesting spin on what we will be playing. And if you think about it, I think, the, I think Bungie adding the exotic rotator during a season that's kind of a big thing because normally i would expect for bungie to create such a large set of activities during an actual expansion but to to know that we're getting it during the next season i think that's going to give us a lot of fun stuff to play through between the new crucible map the new modes exotic rotators story the new raid the yeah, whole new raid uh, Yeah. But, I mean, that it sounds like it's going to be a really action-packed season that we're going to be playing, so I'm really, really excited for Season 22. Bungie did also note Season 22 will bring economy changes into the game, so do check out the article over at Bungie.net to learn all about the changes coming to The economy in season 22. in addition to that bungie is changing pvp with respawn changes competitive matchmaking and more so i'm sure shadow price is going to be excited about some of these updates to the crucible experience Mm -hmm. there was also the mid-august state of the game that um gave us A slew of (laughs) conversations amongst the community. But not only that, we did get a new PVP map that was announced. They're going to be implementing security changes and there's going to be updates to how the seasonal structure will work. We're going to learn much more about that, hopefully, during the state of the game or not state of the game, but the uh, big event coming on Tuesday with the showcase. There's also quality of life updates, including stasis fragments that are going to now be available after your completion of the campaign with Beyond Light. So definitely make sure to get your bread if you haven't already. Great time to finish up your story so you can get your
3: stasis bread there. And Cade is coming back, Guardians. I'm excited. I hope
2: y'all are excited. Uh, Cade is finally coming back, and Bungie is putting out a call to action. They want for us to share our our favorite quote from Cade6. Shadow Price, what is your favorite quote from Cade6?
5: Oh, my God. There were so many of them. (laughs) Get your rack (laughs) off
4: my map.
6: Get your rock
5: <laughs>
4: off my mat. Yeah. I love <laughs> that. One. Yes.
5: Uh, I've been dying to it That's in the top. That's in the top three, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, the take me with you one. Like I really like that one. Hey, take me,
4: take me with you. <laughs> the amount of times that I heard do the thing when <laughs> I was dressed as Petra, though. <laughs> so that's awesome. I, I like the
5: holy cotton socks one too because that one's kind of funny as well. <laughs>
1: Um how is your sister? How is your sister? Yeah, that's, that's that that's that one t- will always be iconic. <laughs> I think for me it's a toss up between him saying when in doubt, blow it up. And then <laughs> um his the quote that from D1 when sitting in the in that conference room and he makes a reference to Firefly, I thought was so perfect because for the longest time we had Nathan Fillion voicing Cade and we had Gina Torres voicing Ikora. Yeah, both both of them from Firefly. And I just thought that was That's
5: fourth wall breaking right there. It <laughs> is.
1: It is. And I yeah. I left. When I first heard it, and it's still one of his lines that just makes me laugh every time. All I'm going to say is, I don't have time to explain,
2: but I don't have time to understand.
4: Yeah, I was just thinking that, too. That was another good
2: one. So many great quotes. I'm excited for Cade to come back. I'm so excited. And Guardians, if you share your favorite quotes. Uh, I'm going to post the link to our Twitter shamelessly so you can go and reply and let (laughs) us know what are your favorite quotes from Cade. And maybe during the Twitter space, we'll, we'll share more of them and everything that you all found special about Cade Six and some of his most iconic lines. Here's another one that I really enjoyed. Hello, this is Kate Six of the Vanguard. I realize this is an abuse of the Tower PA, but whoever took my sparrow, I will find you, and you'll be wearing a sign that says you stow. Never mind. It's right here. Sorry.
5: <laughs> that was in D1, wasn't it? Over the that wasn't
3: D1. That
2: wasn't
5: yeah.
1: D1. Yeah. You know, I I think no matter what capacity. He's back in, whether it's you know, somehow we fully bring him back to life, or he's just like a quote unquote like force ghost type person. I'm just it's gonna be awesome to to hear him again. And and not it be, you know, old lines in in strikes that we've heard ten thousand times. Um but you know, just new stuff and new interactions. It's it's going to be so heartwarming, I think.
4: Do you guys think it's going to be weird hearing Keith David's voice and. Thinking, uh, oh, that's Zavala now. I like, do They couldn't have picked a better person if they had to replace the voice actor. I think I think he's great. He was in the Spawn animated series and he was in the Gargoyles. I'm old and I loved both of those. Me too. Um, <laughs> yeah. I agree.
3: But
4: I'm wondering how weird it's going to be when we first start playing in. That Lance Reddick.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, I, I think they'll do. Enough manipulation to where you won't hear too, too much difference in the voice. Yeah.
4: I think at some point they replaced Anna Ray's voice, right? And we didn't really notice a difference. Even with Kate, Nolan North did it for a while, and there there was a noticeable difference if you played a lot. And
1: and Ikora was replaced in Beyond Light when she became a bigger part of the story.
4: I didn't realize that. I thought it was still the lady from Firefly. Nope.
5: She's really that good. Like, (laughs) she's very, yeah, yeah, it's very, um, very similar.
1: Yeah, and I think, they'll if you listen to how Lance Reddick did Zavala, mm-hmm. he got that, like, deeper, mm-hmm. deeper voice, which I think is just very natural for Keith David. So yeah. I think it'll be a very smooth, smooth transition. And, and Keith David even said, he's like, I'm not going to put my own spin on it. I'm. I'm going to live up to and, and maintain what Lance has already done.
4: Yeah. That's gotta be a lot of pressure though. And I'm really glad that oh, the Destiny absolutely. community acted towards that. Like I didn't see anybody being, excuse my language, but an asshole as the destiny community can do in some instances, because imagine the, imagine the pressure that he feels like stepping into a role in such a gigantic community where Lance has been here since the beginning, like it, I, that would stress me out no matter how long I've been acting, so. Yeah,
3: yeah. definitely. Yep. You know, it, it was really sad to, you know, have Lance pass away. And Way too soon. It was definitely very tragic for, you know, one of our most iconic
2: characters and, and just such an amazing human being to uh, suddenly pass and that was tough. Um, I was not sure how Bungie would handle that character and if they would continue or kill off the character. In fact, we were talking about this with our clan um, right before they made the announcement that Keith was going to take over the role. And I don't think they could have picked a better person for it. You know, Um, I think that Lance left big shoes to fill and I think that you know Keith is going to make the community proud to continue the legacy that Lance brought with with Zavala as a character and um, I'm happy to see that the character gets to live on you know I think that Zavala is one of our biggest leaders in the game I mean he's our titan vanguard you know we gotta
1: definitely, um, yeah. He's our commander. Him. He's our commander. Yeah, I'm. I'm really glad they didn't just say, "Oh, find a way to write him off of the game or out of the game." I think that would have been a bigger disservice, and I think more people would have been upset about that. Yeah. Than for sure. finding somebody to to fill the spot.
4: I wonder what kind of process it was. Like, did they have him in mind or did they, you know, go through like... Well, ideas? he voiced
5: Halo games, um, you know, so really? he was...
4: I didn't yeah. even know that.
5: Yep. I think he was one of the sergeants on in, in one of the Halo games, I think. Yeah, um, he, no, he
1: was the Arbiter in... Oh, he was the Arbiter? Oh, wow, I yeah. didn't realize. Okay. Yeah, he was the Arbiter. Yeah. Hmm. So he's, he's no spring chicken to working with Bungie.
4: yeah so i wonder so if, if they immediately
1: thought of him chicken. like
4: that's our guy <laughs>
1: yeah, i don't know I'd, I'd be curious to to have been on a fly on fly on the wall yeah right when that all went down like what did they have like stop the press's emergency meeting we have to figure this out now like what happened
3: Yeah. Yeah, we, we can only speculate, but, you know, maybe, maybe we'll invite
2: someone from, from the team to share the story at some point in the future. I think that would be really great to learn. You know, how... I would
4: love to see someone from the narrative team. Like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Robert Brooks on Twitter. I would love to see someone like them do the show.
3: That would be great. Bungie, are you listening? <laughs> We are booking guests
2: all the times and you are always welcome. So.
4: <laughs> I feel like, I feel like you always see like, you know, the bigger, um, you know, like community managers and things like that on like podcasts and stuff. I would love to hear from like, yeah, the narrative team or anything like that. I feel like, I feel like you don't see them shine enough. And like, I want to know it. like, these are the guys that are making the story. I want to know it all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. I I remember when we had when we had the the voice actor for Crow on a couple
4: right, months yeah.
1: ago and uh oh, Brandon I just it just how he was talking, it was just hilarious because he's like, I will say this, but that's it.
6: <laughs> yeah. Crow, Crow don't know. Crow don't yeah. know. Yeah.
1: Just how he how he tiptoed around everything was hilarious.
6: Yeah.
1: Because he's like, oh, yeah, I've done all my recording for it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, <laughs> just like he's he's dangling that cookie in front of us. Yeah. He's like, I know. But I'm I can't like, tell you. Right? Yeah.
4: <laughs> if I told you, I'd have to kill you.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think I think for me, one of the most rewarding things about doing the podcast is to meet so many amazing people from this community and to really get to get to know them like on a real human level you know like I'm not gonna lie but I fucking hated Aldrin after he killed my <laughs> favorite character like there, there was some you know there was bad blood Uldeth
4: said that he would love to see an interaction between him and Cade and I would like that as well to have some sort mm-hmm. of hey buddy you know moment so
1: here, here is my my yeah. ideal <laughs> Like, uh, that's the thing. (laughs) My ideal interaction between those two would be. Crow standing there, minding his own business. All of a sudden, Cade steps around a corner. Ace in in his hand. Cade just looking absolutely terrified at what's going to happen.
4: And him, him how a sister is yeah, him him lower
1: lower the gun at Crow and be like, So how is your sister? And then him like spin it back and be like, No, seriously, like I'm curious, like I haven't seen you in so long. How is your <laughs> sister? Like totally like buddy buddy with them all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. And then code like crow just like, oh, like that huge like drop of relief, like, okay, he's not gonna kill me.
4: Yeah, <laughs> something like that would be cool.
1: Like, I, I could totally see that being right up how Cade would do something like Cade wouldn't hold a grudge like you killed. You killed me. All right. That's that's fine. I don't care.
5: Yeah, I mean, he had that mission where he had all those memoirs, basically, that we had to find and everything. So it's like for the person who, like, killed him.
2: Yep. It should be very interesting to to see that interaction unfold. I think that's one of the things that I'm most excited for to really see that interaction between Crow and Kate and like what do they do? Like, I mean, you killed me. Like, how how do you respond
3: to that? But but it's not even me. It's like Crow is not Aldrin. So it's just it's gonna be very interesting. For sure. Yep. hmm
2: And, Guardians, we got a couple more things to talk about. Season 22 will bring us big, big weapon changes. In fact, Bungie put out a 6,000-word article on the topic. Guardians, are you ready to talk about it? No, I'm, I'm kidding. We're not going to talk about it tonight. We do not have time <laughs> to explain what we do not have time to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> but guardians there is a massive article over on bungie.net and do check that out to learn all about the weapon preview changes that are coming with season 22 so do check that out um a couple other things that bungie didn't know there is going to be a special deliveries kiosk in the tower and it will be a new addition that will make your user experience a little little bit easier and you'll be able to access various things from the vendor by chatting to Master Rahul and Banshee44. Deliveries that you can expect from this vendor includes rewards like the Bungie Foundation Incentives, Twitch Drops, Bungie Rewards, Digital Deluxe and Collector's Edition Loot, Secret Stash, Items, pre order bonuses, and more. So do check that out in the tower when you log in during season 22. And this week, before the new season kicks off, Bungie will be adding increased reputation gains all week long. So whether you're playing Vanguard, Crucible, or Gambit, make sure to place some more Destiny so you can get your increased reputation-bred. A few more PSAs. Bungie will be updating regional pricing across uh, multiple territories. They're going to be adjusting prices based on foreign exchange rates and fluctuations in um, currencies. And we do know that the U.S., currency will not be affected by these changes so we are not getting any price variations there but other currencies will be affected including ARS, INR, KWD, KZT, PHP, TRY, and I N, D. I don't know what all these currencies are. I know TRY is Turkish lira. I think, and in INR's Indian rupees, but I'm not sure about the other ones. But uh, definitely check out the Bungie weekly update this week to learn uh, about these changes. Some of these prices will increase, others will decrease depending on your region, and pricing will be affected across silver packs, expansions, new expansion sales, and Bungie will be aiming to balance pricing fairly across all territories. So do expect some changes there. Lastly, Bungie player support updates are here. We will officially kick off Season 22 with Update 7.2.0. And we can expect for next Tuesday, August 22nd, for the update... 7.2.0 to be released. Bungie servers and update statuses will be updated then. Um, There are some maintenance times that we can expect. 6 AM, maintenance will begin in the Pacific time zone. At 7.15 AM Pacific Standard Time, Destiny 2 will be brought offline. And 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Destiny 2 will be brought back online and an update 7.2.0 will be live and playable across all platforms and regions. And officially, one hour later, Destiny 2 maintenance will be completed as we begin our new adventures in Season 22. A few PSAs as Season of the Deep ends, so does the ability to earn certain bungee rewards. Uh, players looking to earn the following bungee rewards should complete the associated in game achievements before their respective deadlines on August 22nd. This includes the Exotic Angler pin set, the Aquanaut title pin, the Ghost of the Deep Dungeon Pin, the Ghost of the Deep Dungeon Hoodie, and the Ghoul Dungeon Title Pin. So if you are looking to get your bread with any of these items, make sure to complete them before August 22nd, when the deadline expires. Now I'm curious,
3: are you all picking up any of these collectibles with Season of the Deep?
5: I don't think I am. I mean, I'm 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 good. I don't I I think just doing the uh I got the Aquanaut title, so I'm I'm not really needing the pin or anything like that. So
4: Yeah, I'm I've good. never I've never done like the pin thing or anything. Like obviously when they come out with um like the Bungee Foundation stuff like the shirts like the I have the Australia Australia one in my closet still Um I always jump at those opportunities. Um but yeah, I, I don't really see do the pins and stuff like that.
1: Same, I've never been, never been one. I never been one to get those, and I have a hard time paying for something that I may not get for six months to a year.
4: My favorite thing is honestly, like I do love the little pins. It's not like. That i don't like them because um, i have them all over my purse but like we have some amazing destiny community artists and that's where i usually get my pins but for the other stuff I, you know like the t-shirts i go to the Bonjay store but
3: yeah yeah i think for me um i'm probably
2: not going to be really trying to pick up any of the items here i do have to finish up my aquanaut title I'm very close. I think I have like one mission I have to play, and I have to uh, rank up some seasonal something, rank up. And um, I'm really close, and I'm so close that I am definitely going to have to finish that this weekend. And uh, so definitely the in-game achievement I'll do. But honestly, I'm really hoping that there is going to be a raid jacket that comes with the next raid off croissant (laughs) hopefully and uh if they do release jacket i'm gonna have to save up my my cash for for that because i'm always excited for the raid jacket and a couple more psas end of the season reminders
4: hold on a second man you live in florida too I have been pulling for Raid flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> movies, they, I did get my sunglasses. You guys, you were asking about that. I did get the sunglasses and I was pleasantly surprised and felt amazingly included as a Floridian. But the Raid jackets, <laughs> I, I, there was a couple of Raid jackets I could have gotten and I just didn't because it's like, what am I ever going to use it? <laughs>
1: exactly. So oh, you didn't, you, you didn't mm-hmm. get the DSC Raid jacket to wear down there? i should have that was was,
4: oddly enough someone was actually wearing one at gcx someone was wearing a ray jacket i'm like i get you wanted to show it off and good job man but it's 110 degrees out there Yeah. (laughs) yeah
1: wow i know that's the one ray jacket that i could have used but wasn't able to pick up
4: yeah
2: you know, I'm still kicking myself for not grabbing a couple of jackets. One, Crown of Sorrow, because that was a really special raid for me because, like, I, I got a flawless run done. Not only did I get a weak one, but I also got a flawless run. And I was going to buy that jacket, but my memory slipped and I forgot, and the deadline passed, and I was kicking myself for not picking that one up. The other one, Vault of Glass, that was the other one that I really wanted that I kind of missed out on. And I know I'm in Florida. I know it's hot. I'm probably never gonna wear it. But you know, just in case I travel anywhere cool, maybe Canada, who knows, maybe someplace else. I don't know. But eventually exactly. Pax West. There we go. Or if we go to Seattle. Who knows? Maybe we might be invited somewhere. They need to have a bungee
4: convention. We were talking about this at GCX, but one closer to GCX, not like the bungee Summit kind of thing, one that's like, not invite only.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm hoping that, you know, we get an an official bungee convention of some type. Although GCX does still feel like bungee you know i mean you got bunch of developers there you've That's got true. everybody playing literally destiny and it's all destiny players and like there was a little section of like some indie games and like yeah back in the corner you know but it, it definitely felt like guardian con on and not like the, the new name that they rebranded to with gcx for me it was very much all about destiny and and this community and and everything that we do and all the panels that we had it was a great time i I had such a blast but if Bungie does make a conference maybe in seattle maybe we'll get an invite to one of the big summits cough cough someday maybe hopefully soon (laughs) Bungie, are you listening uh that would be really fun and i will absolutely wear my jacket to Seattle when the time comes. So Bungie, my emails are open. (laughs) And Guardians, final set of reminders that we want to share with you. As we get closer to the end of Season of the Deep, players should claim all of their engrams and other rewards before the new season begins. Any reward that is not claimed from non-seasonal vendors will be removed at the beginning of next season. Additionally, players should ensure that they have collected and earned any unclaimed rewards from their previous Season Pass page and uh, with Season of Defiance. The previous Season rewards should also be claimed that are in your Season Pass uh, so that you can transition into Season 22 and the rewards will be updated at that time. So make sure you get that bread before the time expires. Of course, we did get Artist of the Week and Movies of the Week. It was really nice to see that we got a really amazing-looking art piece of our Commander, both old and new. Uh, There was really awesome piece with Zavala and they had Lance on the left and Keith on the right and that was a really fitting um, art piece that was really touching to see them create that we got some really talented artists in the community and uh, always nice to see artists get featured and we also got some really nice movies of the week something about Barbie I don't know I'm not a Barbie fan so I'm not really sure uh, what that is. I'm going to have to check that out after the podcast. And there was also a uh, musical piece, a metal cover of a track from Destiny 2. So that's always nice to see as well. And that's the update, Guardians. Lots of fun stuff to be excited for. We do have a tradition on the show. Oh. Tara, where we rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls, fittingly, between one and five spicy tuna rolls. Is it one and five or one and ten? I forget. One and five. One <clears throat> and five. Okay. Between one and five spicy tuna rolls. And Tara, how would you rate this week's Bungie weekly update with one being really bad, five being bomb? How would you
3: rate this week's Bungie weekly update?
4: Um, I'd say I'd say like four and a half spicy tuna. Maybe with a little tempura on the side. I'm hungry now. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> four point five out of five spicy tuna rolls for Tara
2: and death. How would you rate this week's Bungie weekly update?
1: Um, I would probably say right around the three and a half, four. Nothing too exciting. Um, the uh, the artwork really, really did it for me. And then um, we get extra points for uh, Hippie's hidden dog pick.
2: I know. <laughs> that was so good. I always <laughs> love when Hippie does
1: thought? the... When when she does the the twa, the this week in destiny because she, it seems like she always has She's those sexy. hidden things I at the me. end so awesome. and they're hilarious.
4: And I don't know about anyone else, but she definitely writes in an understandable way that works with my brain. If that makes yes. any sense, <laughs> but yep. it's like like I can read the way she meant it to be. Yep, a hundred percent.
3: and shadow price how would you rate this week's Bungie weekly update
5: um i'm gonna say a four um i thought um thought there was uh you know it, it wasn't like earth shattering things in there other than like we're all excited for the showcase um but the guardians for maui hawaii wildfire well, support was definitely a standout for that cause um also the uh, the art piece, yeah, with Zavala and Keith, I think that was uh, really really nice and touching as well. Um, but uh, yeah, um, I'm just excited for Tuesday. So yeah, I'll give it a four spicy tuna rolls.
2: All right, out four out of five spicy tuna rolls for Shadow Price. And I'm gonna be very generous this week because I'm feeling good. I'm feeling real good. Uh, I'm going to say five out of five spicy tuna rolls. It's it's not often that we get an update before the big, big showcase. And I think that Bungie did so many things well with this update. From the campaign to support Maui during a time when people are suffering so much. And the shirt looks amazing. The emblem looks awesome. It's great that they're showing support for such an amazing cause, helping so many people who are suffering during this time. So I think that their quick action to put this campaign together and to make such an amazing effort come to life is great. So that was one really awesome aspect of this update. I really really loved the teaser for the showcase. I mean, that was really awesome to see short but sweet you know nothing too much in terms of reveals but we got enough to spark that curiosity and that excitement as we get closer and closer to the big showcase then we got the really cool emblem that everybody gets access to if you show up on twitch and hang out for 30 minutes during the showcase event i think that was really awesome The fact that our amazing community was spotlighted during the Epic Moments video featuring the Light versus Dark saga, I think that was really great. So I think that was an awesome, awesome update there. We learned about so many great things that are coming with future seasons with um, Joe's update. I think that was really very honorable for him to come out and to give us that update to course correct by promising more crucible maps giving us an armor set that was originally planned for eververse i think that was really really good on bungie to do we also got to learn about some of the updates in terms of scheduling for the upcoming um season And we got movies of the week, got artists of the week, just overall great updates from Bungie. So I'm going to give it a five out of five spicy tuna rolls for Cornholio. And Guardians, my goodness, what a podcast. We have come to that time. We get to wrap things up for the evening. Tara, thank you so, so much for joining us tonight.
4: No problem. I had a really good time. Uh, We brought a lot of food into it.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Always a good time.
2: (laughs) Amazing, amazing conversations. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was such a pleasure to get to know you and to learn about your journey in this community. And we're so excited for everything that's to come with your journey in the community, Season 22 and beyond. And before we let you go, Tara, where can we learn more about you and all of the great things that you do in
3: the community?
4: Um, right now, I am most active on Twitter. I still call it Twitter. I'll always call it Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm the most active on Twitter and Instagram. And it's the same name on both Tanuki-san Instagram. There's some Tanuki-san that posts a lot of pictures of Toast. That one's not me. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, the one that posts all the sure? of pictures is not me. <laughs> i mean your there's two seat. pictures on mine <laughs> but it's the tanuki side with an underscore after it <laughs> awesome
2: and we will make sure to include links for your socials in our show notes for the episode cold my friend how are you absolutely i'm doing good as always that's, that's always great to hear and and my friend where can we learn more about you and what you do in the community
1: you can find me on um just about any social app mostly twitter um at cold death pretty easy cold death on every platform twitter youtube tiktok twitch find me on all of them
2: very cool. And hopefully on the Destiny Show podcast as well.
5: Absolutely. And Shadow
2: Price, where can we learn more about you and what you do, my friend?
5: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ShadowPrice79. And yeah, that's it. Right there.
2: Very cool. And Guardians, you can find the Destiny Show podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We are available on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Amazon Music and every major podcast platform. You can find us on the Twitter at The Destiny Show. You can find us on the web at destinyshow.com. You can find us in our amazing Destiny 2 community over at destiny.show slash community. And you can find us right here every Friday night at 8 p.m eastern 5 p.m pacific next week you can join us here at a special time we're going to be doing this on saturday night at 8 p.m eastern time with the amazing destiny Two lost sector report we're going to meet the founder of that amazing amazing bot and channel So we cannot wait to meet the Guardian from Destiny 2 Lost Sector Report next week on the show and we will continue the conversation about the Destiny 2 showcase and the final shape and season 22. Guardians we hope you have an amazing week. We hope you enjoy some Destiny take breaks, touch grass, get your bounties finished up before the new season kicks off And thank you so much for joining us tonight on The Destiny Show. And we will see you. Star side. Good night, guardians.